This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. So I'm having a very early breakfast with uh, King Griffey Jr. And I'm like, that's a pretty interesting contraption you've got there. Uh, what the, what's the story with that? And he says, oh, I just use that to stir my coffee. And I say, well, that's, you know, that's too big for, for coffee stirring, what you're using. Uh, and the thing that you're using for sugar cubes is also not, it's not sweetening your coffee. It's just this kind of round, hard ball. You should use the coffee stirrer. To hit the ball. Uh, and so that was how Ken Griffey Jr. invented uh, the baseball bat. And um, hey, welcome to Hollywood Handbook, an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz. Uh, I'm Hayes Davenport. I'm, uh, I'm here with Sean Clements. We're, uh, we're in New York, uh, which you know is a city that we love. We love the pizza and uh, the uh, basketball and all the streets and um, the boat. Uh, we, we, we love New York. We love being able to come here. Uh, Sean is here. Sean Clements is here. Um, say hi, Sean. Bonjour. Uh, he, uh, he, he's eating. What do you have there? He's eating. Uh, oh, it looks like some kicks with, uh, with Fresca. Instead of um, milk. Oh, no, there's milk in there, too. Um, you're just going to be eating that. So he, he's, you're, you're, he's very hungry, and so he's going to be a little bit uh, quiet during the show. But um, every once in a while, I'm sure he'll have something to say. and he'll uh, c- Because we are recording in New York, we have a different engineer than usual. Uh, the sound might sound a little different for that reason. Uh, what is your name? My name is Rashid Ramkasoon. Engineer Rashid is here. Yep. Okay. So do you know Engineer Cody? I don't know who Engineer Cody is. He's in your business as well. So mm, There's a lot of engineers in this business, so there's a, quite a few that I don't okay. know. Well, Engineer Sam has a motorcycle. Surely you know him. Hmm. I guess I don't know Cody or Sam. You don't know Cody or Sam? Okay. Yeah. Well, you work at the, the, this studio. But what's the name of the studio? Name of the studio is Dubway Studios. Dubway. Dubway. And that's what is that? Is that your mom's name or something? <laughs> um, a lot of people say it's it's a very cool place actually, but it's not my mom's name. My Are mom you, is actually Deborah, so it's a coincidence. It starts with a D as well. So it's like a mix between your mom and the subway. <laughs> is that sort of what you had in mind? <laughs> um. Well, I guess that's the way you want to go, but it's, yeah, it's Dubway Studios. Engineer Cody and the other engineers like to do things a certain way. Yeah. Do you guys spill water on the soundboard in this studio? That would be the worst thing that could possibly happen, so we don't do that, and we try to avoid it at all costs. Okay, and I notice you're not even drinking a beverage next to the soundboard in order to make it very easy for you to spill water on it why what's the what's the thinking behind that 
Um, I think there's <laughs> many things behind that. Um, I'm guessing you have a lot of, if that ever happens, then you have a lot of money to pay for this equipment. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't ever want water near electronics or any one of those devices. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. That's, uh, that's fascinating to hear. Uh, what about while you're doing the show, why aren't you watching like Vice News or something of that nature on your personal computer while you're recording the show? That's that, that seems like an odd choice to me. Hmm. Don't you like Vice News? Vice News is very cool, but I think clients that we probably deal with wouldn't even like that. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, they probably would hate that. What if much. what if your 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 clients pointed it out and you just ignore them and chose to continue watching <laughs> Vice News? Would that make you a bad engineer? I'll pretty much be a bad engineer. That's so interesting. Maybe it's a cultural thing between New York and LA. Uh this episode of Hollywood Handbook is a little unusual, not just because uh, I'm in New York and the sound is a little bit different. This episode is a, a best of episode. We, we wanted to take some of the things that we enjoy most from the show, or this is actually stuff that a lot of our listeners recommended, because when you're in it, you don't know if it's good or bad. It's just like, this is just what you're doing. Like, it's just talking with your friends. It's like, is that good? That's funny? Like, people love this? It's like their favorite show? It's the only thing people want to listen to, and they're obsessed with just me talking into a microphone? It's crazy to me. Like, you know, imagine if that were happening to you, Engineer Rashid. Would you, you like, how would you even handle that kind of celebrity? Mm. Everyone's always talking in the microphone or listening to someone on the microphone the whole time. No, you weren't paying attention to me, Engineer Rashid. I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going. You'll probably keep going. Sorry. So this is a collection of the best stuff from the show because we were on Comedy Bang Bang yesterday. Uh, A lot of you know this. Uh, maybe some of you are listening because we were on Comedy Bang Bang. That's not really important to us. We don't care about getting listeners from the other show and keeping those listeners. That's uh, it's just not what we're really about. What we care about is potentially our podcast being bought by another podcast network other than Earwolf. Uh, now that we've been on Comedy Bang Bang, this relationship has potentially run its course And so we're hoping potentially uh, someone who represents another podcast network, maybe Showtime is trying to start a podcast network. You like show like Weeds, Dexter, stuff like that. You like those shows. That would be a good podcast network to be affiliated with. Definitely. Maybe we could do a podcast with Dexter. That would be insane. Uh, Pretty crazy. That's sort of what we have in mind with doing this clip show of our best ofs is hopefully someone will be listening to the show from one of those places who has the purchasing power to buy out our contracts and uh, get us into a new studio. Because uh, since the Comedy Bang Bang experience, I think uh, we we are done here. There's nowhere for us to really go from here. So we do want to play some clips. This first clip is a is a real real corker of a clip. It was a fun guest to have. Lauren Lapkus was on the show. We're not just playing a clip of hers uh, because she's on Comedy Bang Bang and people like her from that. Like I said, we don't care. This is a clip where uh, we take calls some of the time uh, on the show. We have friends of the show who work with us. Uh, someone who is not our friend but does work for us is, uh, is our intern, intern Andy. He's uh, Rob Reiner's son. Uh, and so this is us doing a version of our famous segment, The Popcorn Gallery, where we ask the guest the questions with our intern, Andy, doing the questions. 
And so now can you just describe what I just said back to me? Oh, man, that's... <laughs> I don't think I can. All I heard was intern, and I heard Andy. It's a pop segment called Popcorn Gallery. Okay. And the guest yes. is from movies. Okay. Movies eat. Popcorn? Movies eat popcorn. <laughs> yes. And so, Popcorn Gallery, you know Peanut Gallery? I don't know Peanut Gallery. People say Peanut Gallery. Yeah. Oh, talk to the Peanut Gallery. But Peanuts is, you eat peanuts at baseball. Oh. Popcorn. Movies? Movies. Yeah, there you go. Yes, you got yeah. it. Very good. So this is a clip of the Popcorn Gallery with Lauren Lapkus and our intern, uh, Andy Robreiner's son. Nice. Bing! Enjoy the clip. Oh, it's the Popcorn Gallery. It's the song that means it's time to have our favorite segments, the Popcorn Gallery. Now we ask questions to one of our to one of our guests, and we don't we do not have any questions. No, we did not get them, and it wasn't for lack of trying. <laughs> no one wanted to ask me a question. You begged them. I didn't say that exactly. Uh, I just know that we usually do have questions. We could try. Do you want to try Intern Andy? Yes. Let's call Intern Andy and okay. see if he. Because he's is, a fan of the show as well. And well, he, he better likes, be a fan of mine. I want to be mortified. It's his job now to help out with the show. And he's, I think this qualifies uh, as helping out. Rob Reiner's son. And... Cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Cody's going to be helpful. <laughs> 925 330. One three one zero. Please feel free Please to call. Please leave that in the show. <laughs> <laughs> he could get upwards of fifty phone calls. Cute ring. Which is a song Cody's working on. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Andy. Yeah. Andy, it's Hayes and Sean. And this is Sean hey, from Hollywood Sean. Handbook. Don't interrupt me. Can you... I'm sorry. We just have a quick errand for you, okay? Yeah, absolutely. What's going on? Are you at home? Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. We have Lauren Lapkus here. I'm sorry. I, now I'm curious. Are you uh-huh. Are you unsafe in your home in some way? Is there someone who doesn't want you to tell us if you're at home? No, no, no. I'm I'm alone. I'm uh, everything. Yeah. I'm oh here. well, then that I'm really shouldn't have taken you that long. Go ahead. We Hayes, keep going. We have Lauren Lapkus here. We didn't get any questions for the popcorn gallery, so we just need you to come up with some good questions for her. We need you to get into the bag and uh, find the popcorn question. Please, yeah. please, please, please. Uh, please. Hi. Uh, uh, should I say? Uh, shit. Okay. Um. You can say hi. Do I do? Hi, Lauren. Hi. I, I enjoy your work. Thank you. Uh, mm, should I do the sound of the, hated me. the bag? Mm. I guess we... We'll, yeah. we'll play it in studio. Well, we didn't do... We didn't prepare the sound drop either. Honestly, this feels really bad to me. I've got an old sound drop from a different show. <laughs> and I'll just play that one and maybe it'll fit. Okay. <laughs> my favorite novel crank to high voltage oh well that does kind of play into the theme of the show because we've been talking about book versions of movies we like yes and how the book a lot of times is better 
I had a sound thing I could throw in if you guys wanted on my phone here. That want. sounds great. You wanted to it's a sound of something being pulled out of a popcorn bag or is yeah. it something else? No, it is. Mm. Oh, that sounds great. Yes. Thank okay. you. Let me just get it. And that's the way the cookie crumbles. See, I feel like that kind of worked. Mm. Well, that sounds like actually a really nice girl for Mark, the guy who does our sound drops. Yes, my friend Mark. From who Mike's is that? Clothes. Who does those sound drops for uh, you? Oh, that's a girl named Liz. That's Liz. Yeah. And what's your relationship with her? I just hire her from Craigslist to do sound drops. Oh, huh. That could be great for Mark. That sounds really no good fuss, for him. No fuss, no muss. And that might improve... The Some, drops a little bit. The drops, which, let's face it, have really fallen off a cliff. You still there, Andy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is it's great. I'm getting like a live version of the show. Andy, you got any uh, uh, books you like that was also movies? Um, let me think. What was a good one? Um, the James Bond books. Those were all. Those were, became movies. Some of those are cool. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're speaking a different language there, hombre. Uh, you, why don't you go ahead and lay, lay, a, lay a hot question on uh, <coughs> Lady Lapkus. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, here, here's something. that, uh, Like, do you and your significant other, do you ever do anything like, funny to like annoy each other like playfully like do any jokes like do you have any inside jokes with each other or anything yeah well we what we think is fun is we'll make each other we'll drop something and then we'll bend over and fart in each other's ear (laughs) over and over and over and over until someone poos (laughs) you'll do it to each other (laughs) back and forth so it's not like a it's not a prank. Well, because you at, no, it's a loving you know inside joke. Like once the first person does it, and the other person does it back, even twice. <laughs> I would think anything. you now know, and you have yeah. agreed to be in it. It's on. That is pretty inside. What is that like a reference to? <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, a reference to Dumb and Dumber when that guy gets diarrhea in the bathroom. Uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, Andy, in a way, a- every fart is sort of a reference. <laughs> We're always that, referencing to that. that scene. Well, that was the original scene. fart. Yeah. Before that, we were all just tooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was when toots became farts. And Andy, when you ask a pervert question, you get a pervert answer. And I just think the way you laid it out with the whole, like, you and your significant other in your home. It was, it was very, each other. very po- probing. The way you did it just kind of. It needed to feel invasive. And I think that's what it was. Just kind of like feeling, like massaging the question as you were asking it was was very disgusting. And so that's that's why you got the answer you did. Do you want to try one more time? Okay. Um, well, hang on. Liz got to go back into oh, the sure. bag. Uh, yeah, does Liz have any more? Oh, yeah, I have another one. Oh, great. Yeah. It still has to be popcorn related? I have more of those. Yes. Okay. cell phone get in this popcorn see that is the kind of stuff we used to have that we don't have anymore he's never pulling anything out of the popcorn bag anymore it's always well this time he did pull out that book but a lot of times it's not that it's it's very it's lazily referential to what just happened in the show Yeah, feels like he's not trying well i got Mm. another old drop and maybe this will be an example of the kind of thing you were talking about 
button. Vote Dukakis. Okay, well, that drop was maybe a little too old. That was really old. Oh, okay. So at the time, it wasn't recent enough to be a funny old reference. I think it was lazily referential at the time and just happened to be... Election night. Yes, it was November 2nd. That sounds like Mark. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Uh, Andy, do you have another question? Yeah, uh, Lauren, do you like superhero movies? I don't really, um, due to the fact that I think they're boring. Okay, uh, all right, all right. She's having a joke, Kanye. Go ahead, give him the real answer, Lauren. I love him to death. <laughs> if I could marry a superhero, I'd pick Batman, and I dream about that every night when I masturbate. You could be so rich. Yes, and live in that big, empty, haunted house. It's not haunted. <laughs> a little bat lives in it. And now, Andy, why are all your questions about Lauren significant others and like marrying somebody? It just feels like <laughs> and you're masturbating as well. You're you dancing around something. You're yeah, why asking did you about, tell? Why did you make me talk about that? What is the end game here? Yeah, what's the plan? I don't. Know, I'm just. I. I. Yeah. I don't know. I'm home alone. I'm just. I guess that's just maybe. I'm. That's the mood I'm in Can right I now. Can I ask you a question? Thank- yeah, please. What's your favorite part of Home Alone, the movie? As you're living um, it like now the, in your house. With the part of the movie or? The part of the movie that you're living book. right now or which part of the book that you read before. I like the part where uh, he goes, Buzz, your girlfriend. Would. And more girl stuff. You're horny. Yeah, it's all it's girlfriends and relationships. today. Andy. And I don't want to be vulgar, but I would ask that you sort of exercise these demons before you get on the phone with us and whatever that means for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, when you see the phone ring with us on it. Just kind of get started, get a head start, because mm-hmm. by the time we really get into the meat of this, we're going to need you to have that out of your system, so to speak. Can I ask Andy another okay. question? Yes. Please. Lauren's going to ask you another question, Andy. Now, okay. if you were pranking someone, what food would you, you use for the prank? Um, you know, like maybe like some pudding or something, like something that's like, you know, like jumping on the head. And see, now knowing that you're in a sexual mood and that and that this is something you associate with a sex act it is maybe no, uh, the most horrifying thing of all. It would normally be a very good answer because, yes, dump it on someone's head. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. And I'm picturing it's what? Like vanilla pudding? But no, that's the, so funny. Yeah. But I can't now enjoy that even without thinking about you. Now it's disgusting. Now you're <sighs> dumping vanilla pudding on someone's head. Yes, as sort of some sort of sexual act That's, for you. It's, I feel violated. And she asked oh, you the yeah. question. And she asked you the question. She's a lady. <laughs> and you couldn't just answer with something normal? Banana peel? Okay, Andy, we're going to reach into the bag for one more question. And, okay. Uh, do you want to, like, does Liz have any other of stuff? Course. I mean, this is a great platform for yeah, her. Yeah, let, let her shine. A record the size of my head. Like a, that's no, good. I'd like to see her head because it, a record is normally bigger. But well, she said it like it was impressive a, that it would be that big. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, it's the size of my head, which she didn't, sound like it's I will big. say, she didn't really say it like it was that impressive. <laughs> well, well am I the only one getting that? Back here's me up what you here, need to know. I'll tell you something, because you're, you're a detective. Her head is twice the size of an average human head, which is ultimately twice the size of a record. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so it's a big record with double the song. These are jukebox records you're talking about? No, these are laser discs. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> records, I, records, well, records. I have to call them records. Laser records. Yeah, that's what we call them. And mm-hmm. does Mark have any more? It's sort of a romantic dance these two are doing. I yeah. don't want to stop the flow of it. <laughs> Ooh. A micro machine the size of a car. Well, now that would just be a car. No, it's not a micro, a micro machine. A micro machine's a mini car. But I will say, on the video you played, he held his fingers together like they were an inch apart. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> well, I think it's the video going, in the video component of the sound drop, he was. I don't think old. anyone says the word micro machine without involuntarily holding their fingers. But if we're talking about a big car, that why would they show that it's small? I just think I literally think saying the words micro machine. But in the act of pulling it out of the bag, which is what he was doing, he should have been holding his hands very far apart and been struggling with it if it were that big. So I think he might be confused about Well, can I tell you what I think happened? I think he reached clean through the bag, then held the bag up to his eye, almost like a spyglass. And he's looking out through the hole and what he's seeing is a parking lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it looks tiny. So he thinks it's a micro machine. But he knows how big it is. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. He can't have been wrong the first time. We know that. <laughs> he was definitely right with the first thing he said. I mean, there's a theme to this show, which is I wish Ernest was here. Ernest, because I think he could solve this. God, he's smart. Mm, Andy. Andy. Yeah. Do you have another question? Yeah. Lauren, do you think that um, TV is better than movies now? Yeah, and here's why. For me, TV is shorter than movies. And for me, my schedule allows me to watch more TV than more movies in the same amount of time as it takes to watch a movie. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'd go ahead and say that a TV is better than a movie. And Andy, I want to say that we really appreciate you doing whatever you needed to do (laughs) in between the second and third question Mm. so that we could actually get some content that's usable in this episode. We gave you, I don't know if you noticed, we gave you a lot of time between... Yeah, I appreciate that. We intentionally used some sound drops that needed a little bit of uh, explaining. And uh, and there was a pronounced tonal shift mm-hmm. in your questions between the, the second one and the third one. The third one was very professional, Andy. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. I got my respect back. Lauren got her respect back. <laughs> so do you want to say thank you? Who, do you want to say thank you to our guest? Thank you so much, Lauren. It was very nice talking to you. You too, Andy. He's built it back up again. <laughs> That's fast. That's a fast trigger. That's a fast trigger. You could hear you could hear you could hear him in the pause when he said it was really nice. It you was could, really nice. And then he's like, it. What was nice about it? And then he goes, talking to you. And talking has never not meant talking so much as it did in this sentence. Oh my. You could hear him. Shuddering, basically, with the semen flowing back into his into criminal. his balls. Ugh. Ugh. And hey, he's got you wound up now. 
Well, that was very technical. The way I describe it is purely technical. No, it's very very scientific, yes. Okay, bye, Andy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Thanks. Well. Well. Sorry. (laughs) Bing! Clip ended. Okay, that was awesome. Uh, Engineer Rashid, what did you think of the clip? I actually didn't hear the clip, man. Uh, I'm still here waiting for it. Um, but I realized that you said you were just going to put it in later, so I didn't hear it. You should say, uh, it was really good. Say, because we want them to think that you were hearing it and that you like the hearing the show. Oh. Wow, what a clip. Rashid, what engineer Rashid, what did you think uh, of the clip? What Did you think of it as a nice clip? That clip was really good, man. That clip was awesome. You know, popcorn, really, in movies? This is real good, man. Thanks. Next one coming up. Uh, BJ Novak was on the show. Uh, you know BJ Novak, engineer Rashid? BJ? BJ, do you ever watch uh, The Office? I have. What, what, what character does he play? He's the guy, he's in the first part, he's holding up a bag, and when you watch the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. he's he holds up a bag and it says BJ Novak on the screen. He's got hair, sort sure. of uh, fuff, fuffy hair. I think I know who you're talking about, honestly. You do know? I'm, I'm pretty sure I do. He's got big eyes, very mm-hmm. nice eyes. Is he, I don't want to say, is he like the Spanish guy? Is yes. He the Spanish, is he is? He, he's sort of. Sort of. He came on the show mm-hmm. to talk about uh, being in Spider-Man movie. He was, oh, in, he was in that last Spider-Man movie. You like Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man's very cool. He lives here, right? Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah, he's from New York. Does he ac- ever accidentally get web on the, like, just on the wrong person? He leaves that everywhere, but I'm glad that's not my job to clean that up. Whose job is that? Do you know that guy? I don't know that guy, but people who volunteer to, like, I guess, clean windows. Mm-hmm. I mean... The whole point of getting that job is to, like, clean webbing off of it. Yeah. They probably take it home for souvenirs or something like that. Sure. Probably sells for a pretty penny, huh? It probably does. But from New York, people probably don't buy it. They probably get sick and tired of it. (laughs) So this is BJ Novak uh, on our show, Hollywood Handbook. Bing! Now entering the clip. Speaking on writing, BJ, you wrote a famous book. And it's on all the big lists yeah. these days, uh, and it's called One More Thing, mm-hmm. and it's a book of stories yeah. and other stories. That's yep. the, the, the subtitle of the book. And you can buy it anywhere. Uh, and this book, you had you had a, an important point to prove with this book, didn't you? Because you were known mostly for being an acting man and for, for doing your jokes but uh, you wanted to prove something with this. And winning book, joke you? contests and, since and you were a Tell me kid what you feel that I proved. That books prove. are easy. And so easy. Oh. And all the newspapers and all the mm-hmm. you know naysayers said books are hard mm-hmm. and he'll never do it and no one will. Mm-hmm. And then you really showed them a thing or two about a good lesson they had to You learn. did it. Well, thank you. Um, I did it. Uh, thank you. Uh, I don't know that... People were surprised that a book was written, which I think you're implying, that people thought it couldn't be done. No one could do it. I, I uh, don't well, know I, I know one guy who was pretty surprised. Who is that, you? It's Hayes. I mean, it is Hayes. I oh, screamed. Oh, okay. You screamed in a way that you didn't at Spider-Man. No, very similarly. <laughs> you didn't cry from fear, though. I said I cried. I didn't say I didn't also scream. That's true. 
That's true. I wasn't so surprised yeah. that a book had been written okay, I thought as much as it was printed and could be bought to be read. Mm-hmm. No, I see. I find by that. By just whoever. I, I find that unsurprising as well. Mm. You might. Because I, 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 I would think if you write a book, you might want to keep it a secret. I, I like to think that maybe you were surprised by how good it was, how funny it was. I, the fact that a book was published at all, a book, I, I, I have to disagree with you. I think that there's a whole book business. There's, there, think of bookstores, right? You know what a bookstore is. Mm-hmm. How, there's a whole business model based on the fact that books are published. So yeah. if you think of it that way, it would be weirder. If no books were published, because then you go into Barnes and Noble, what's there? But it's old well, they books. sell their yeah. yeah. It's, they sell it's old books and <laughs> yeah. and the new books are like they sell the reading cards. Leonardo da Vinci books and greeting and, cards yeah. aren't really books. They yeah. don't yeah, really no, okay. count as books. Right. They open and there are words well, inside, look, but happy. they're not really the same as books. I'm, and and maybe they also would have one of your Spider-Man stuff, like that you mm. were talking about. You, you know? have an interesting uh, relationship with plurals. <laughs> This is the second time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they might sell. Uh, yeah, my Spider-Man with stuff the, with the story. One of them. Yeah. Yes, with the two guys. Yeah, who think they're friends. Right. How long does it take you to write one of those stories of yours? Well, some of them can take me weeks. Uh, some of them could just come fully formed mm. in a moment. Someone What's, gives it to you. You could just no, do no, one. No, no, no. I, I need to be very clear. No one gives me these stories. Uh, I feel inspired, and mm. I give myself the story. In, in the case that I'm describing. You could just do one whenever. You could do it right No, now. not whenever. Sam, just get out your keyboard. Sam, could you get your keyboard out, please? Yeah. And then, so I think that because, as you said, stories are so easy that you almost could just do them. Um, okay. We may want to hear, just sort of do a story and show America or whoever else. Um you know what it really means, and it doesn't have to be a story about Spider-Man. Um, just because we've, you know, been talking about that, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but it might help because he's it's in the zeitgeist famous. right now. It would sell. Yeah, it would sell. He's pretty famous. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you want us? And you're using very vague words, so I want to try to nail down what we're doing here. We are going to write a story, not do a story, right? Well, we don't. Need to touch the keyboard. Sam's got one. Sam is okay. going to write the story. But we're going to we're going to compose a story. Mm-hmm. Sam is going to type it for us. It might be about Spider Man, but it, it doesn't. It have doesn't to have be. to be. And that could be helpful. And though. the purpose mm-hmm. of this is to demonstrate how easy it is to write a story. Mm-hmm. Because people don't know they don't usually hear it when it happens. That's very true. Well, and if you're writing one fully formed and you're doing it alone, think about the three of us back collaborating like the old days when we mm-hmm. were writing, you know, pranks. pulling over a little bow wow. Yeah. Okay, sure. We were graffitiing Wilmer's car, which he was so prideful of. That's right. We escalated everything on the actual show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, who'd like to start us off? Well, you're the the. The guy with the pen. Golden pen. Okay. Mm. Um, well, I'll start with the title. Great. And we'll go around. Mm, yeah. Um, Spider-Man and mm. the case of the music 
box hostage crisis. Mm. Quick pitch. The amazing, the amazing Spider-Man. I love that. Let's go and with the that. Case, okay, yes. And the, and the case of the music box hostage crisis. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Uh, now, remember, it's a case. So this, mm-hmm. is, this is a detective uh, yes. angle for mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Who is normally... Normally just about Something the action. Else. Okay. Normally there's no there's no mm-hmm. um, sort of investigation aspect. He's just That's more of a Batman thing. Mm-hmm. Spider Man knows what's up and then and he's just jumping and does right his everywhere. job. Mm-hmm. Jumps into action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is no legal review generally. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of Spider Man's process. He's flipping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this story, mm-hmm. you know, he's there, there's a music a box hostage crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh <laughs> So, you know, it, it's a case. It needs to be solved. Okay. Okay. Spider-Man looked at the footprint. He right. could tell the man was in trouble. Mm-hmm. Great. Trouble with the cops. Great. Mm-hmm. He sniffed a little bit of the ground, and he held his ear to it because of his Indian past. Mm-hmm. And he heard the whole story. Which was? The, uh, Don't write which was, Sam. <laughs> no, I think which was. Sam, did you get that? <laughs> New paragraph. Uh, did you get that? Which, which was? was? Did colon. you get the which was? Is this, argu- this argument is part of it? See, this is what's called a surprise it's for the reader. It's not an argument, Sam. Like, no. We are it's collaboration. You'll, you'll know. Sam, you'll know Sorry. when it's an argument. It's they, this healthy is great for because us to have this kind of now talk. This, what I'm saying now is side commentary. This is great. This is mm-hmm. great storytelling because there's a structural surprise. The reader thinks the story is going to unfold naturally. <laughs> Instead, we are going to explain exactly mm. what happened on the surface <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, which was? Which was, yeah. The one guy's foot, you know, hurt so much. Great. So, he just smashed it on the ground. Great. And he also didn't know why he, that other... <laughs> this is great. That, that other guy we're was learning about Spider-Man's... You know, yeah. Inner monologue. It's very choppy. Yeah. That other guy. Just what, like you and me. We, you know, what? why is he chasing him? And so he, and so, oh, a really hot, hot mama came, walked in too. And Spider-Man had to look at that. Sure. Ooh, yes. And, and then she starts talking to him. That's great. And I, and well, now I want to know what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What she said or what he said? She started talking to him in the story. To Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, she said, mm-hmm. cut the well. Just she said, colon. It's cleaner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are 48 hostages inside the world's largest music box. Mm. If you crank the music box which was built for the World's Fair as an entrant to the Guinness Book of World Records, world's largest music box, which was meant to attract attention mm-hmm. to the beleaguered city of Sioux Falls. Um, that's spelled S-U-E-F-A-L-S. <laughs> and the reason it's beleaguered, this is a footnote now, the reason it's uh, beleaguered is because people never go to it. They just go to Sioux Falls, S-I-O-U-X. Well, and um, didn't this one get its name because there were so many frivolous lawsuits? No, this is this is a woman named Sue who fell, 
and uh, it was the, the in town's, the town square. She the, just falls yeah, over. Yeah, it was the again. town's claim to fame. And this might be a separate story that we write at some point. She turned out to have vertigo, huh? Say more on this in a later story in the collection. Um, so this, we don't have to read it back, but just pick it up from where we're describing that the the world's largest music box is being built mm. for the World's Fair in Sioux Falls, um, Ohio. Um, and that if you crank it from the outside, this box would play... Um, now, here's where you help me. Give me a song. Love in this club. Yeah, Love in this club. Um, I'd say which version, but it's just the music, which is, I think mm-hmm. is the same for the radio edit. Mm-hmm. And But they never expected hostages to be inside. So the, the woman explains this. And uh, Spider-Man, oh, you know who else is in there? Gwen Stacy. Ah, okay. from the show, mm-hmm. mm, from No Doubt, or, yeah, uh, and Gwen Stefani. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. That's it. let's make it a little more contemporary. Mm-hmm. There are two people in there: Gwen Stefani, and then in parentheses, Spider-Man raised an eyebrow, uh, almost imperceptibly. He was impressed, but not blown away. And Gwen Stacy, Spider-Man's eyes popped open. Mm-hmm. Now it was personal. Don't write and this part, but that is how you should react to Gwen Stefani. If you show too much, you don't want to. You don't want to show too weird. much. She'll walk all yeah. over you. Because yeah. often, be, be cool. Often, Gwen Stefani is prelude to a bigger celebrity, mm-hmm. with guests including Gwen Stefani. It's often about to get bigger, mm-hmm. so don't mm-hmm. blow your wad. Gwen Stefani. No, just like okay, who else? Yeah, you might get a bigger name. Um, you might get Sandy Bullock. Um, mm. So obsessed with her. Yeah. So. Now, so, and then italicize, now it was personal. Okay, so she's in the music box. Okay, this is getting good. Yes. Well, Sam. Well. Is that quotation marks? Spider-Man said. Or is this a more conversational story, uh, narrative voice? This now. is McCarthy-esque and there are no quotation marks, Sam. God help you if there are any quotation marks in this story. Well, said Spider-Man, time to go. And he put his hand out, and out of his freaking head came a web. See, again, I feel, this is commentary, I feel that your lack of exposure to the Spider-Man mythology puts you out of step with most of your audience. It's refreshing, huh? How can you say that I don't uh, know uh, and I haven't been exposed to Spider-Man? I just told you exactly what he does. The fact that the narrator would express so much amazement that a web came forth from his hand is is it makes me think you don't know. You were in the movie. It makes me think you don't know what he does. That's exactly the thing that happened. We should the narrator shouldn't express amazement. The The guy's called amazing Spider-Man. But the narrator you take for granted he's amazing. (laughs) It's out of his the word friggin'. That really, to me, tipped that you were not as used to this happening as most people. Sam, can you just read back what we have? I got where I'm, I'm lost. Uh, sure. Spider-Man in the case of a music uh, music box. Wait, hostage crisis. Wait. I feel like we're you said a you word. you <clears throat> said you read to music. I write to music. Oh, no, I read to music. You read to music. music. Yeah. Okay, one second. Ready? Yeah. 
Spider-Man looked at the footprint. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, sorry. Why is my sound not going? I do it for the ladies, but I gotta keep hood. Spider-Man looked Where at the footprint. He could tell the man was in trouble. Trouble with the cops. I see you. He sniffed a little of the ground. And because of his Indian past, knew the whole story, which was one guy's foot, you know, hurt so much, so he smashed it on the ground. And he didn't know why the other guy was after him. Why is he chasing him? And uh, a really hot mama Kate walked in, so he had to look at it, and he was like, ooh, yes. So she looked at him, cut the well. Oh, that's a no for me. There are 48 hostages inside the world's largest music box, which was built for the World's Fair for the Guinness Records. Uh, no, spell Sioux Falls with Sue. More on the later collection. If you crank it from the outside of the box, would play Love in This Club. It doesn't matter which version for the radio. They never expected hostages to be inside. You know, who else is in there? Gwen Stacy from the show. And Gwen Stefani, which is often followed by bigger celebrities when being announced. Spider-Man raised an eyebrow. Now it's personal in, in italics. Well, Spider-Man said uh, in a McCarthy-esque way, it's time to go. Out of his friggin' hand came a web. Sometimes you just get it. I think yeah. it's really good. I think it's good. I think the footprint turned out to be the key to the music box or something. Um, but anyway, uh, really, that was easy, and now everyone knows. Another great clip in the books. All right, awesome. Uh, hey, Sean, what what did you think of that clip? <laughs> Very romantic. <laughs> it was very romantic, I guess. Yeah, I, uh, I guess I agree with that. Uh, so we're just going to go right Four in. Four years in an African prison. Taken out the arse twice a day by the fucking natives. Oh. That's bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's a terrible story. Uh, that's, I'm sorry that happened to you. Uh, we're just going to move on to the next clip. Sometimes on the show, we do... You listen to the show, right, Rashid? <laughs> Not yet. But after today, I will. After today, you, yeah. you, 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 you will, because what, you just like got a phone or something? Got a phone? You just got a computer to listen to the show? Uh, Why is it today? Uh, only today that you'll listen to it? Is it because you didn't have the necessary hardware to listen to it before that? You might be correct. Oh, I just didn't pay attention. After today, I, after today, I will. You just gain another. It's gonna tutor. make a big difference for you. This next clip, we do a segment sometimes called the teaser freezer, mm-hmm. uh, where we play a teaser. You know, like a teaser in movies. Yeah. Before movies is a little commercial movie, and it's yeah. like the teaser. Got it. Uh, we play that, talk about the teaser, but sometimes it doesn't always go according to plan, and this is a clip uh, with another engineer who's not Rashid. His name is Engineer Brett on the Hollywood Handbook. Clip time, please. We want to do a segment on the show. Uh, it's so hot in Los Angeles right now. And so what we want to do is a segment that, that is good for cooling everyone down, and it's called the teaser freezer. And the way the teaser freezer works is teasers are commercials about movies and we keep them in the teasers freezer so they stay cold did you have anything you wanted to add well i mean the only thing i have to add is just that i was sweating from how hot and i did mm-hmm. have to move my fan closer to my bed and because my windows are the crank windows that open out sideways in my basement from yeah um uh that my dad doesn't want to get the windows redone in the apartment um uh 
that doesn't allow me to have a standard air conditioner in there. But now you know also about the fan that you are not supposed to move it too close. Too close to the bed? Well, because of your hair. Yes. Well, I my hair is... I have temporary hair right now because I am in between two different hairs that I'm going to have. One for my last movie, one for my next movie. And yes. so the hair I have right now, because it's not permanent, if it were to get caught in a fan or if it were to touch a fan, if I rolled over when I'm sleeping. It would swing you. Yes, it would swing me and it would possibly remove a big chunk of my scalp. And I did have that happen to a friend of mine uh, when we both had temporary hair and we were both close to a fan at a restaurant and his got caught in it and 168 stitches couldn't put him back together again. So anyway. Couldn't. Could not. Could not. All the king's horses, all the king's men, and 168 stitches couldn't put him back together again after that hair fan incident. So I do need to be careful, but at the same time, it's so hot, and I was sweating. So we're in the teaser freezer now, and I'm excited to cool down. So we open up the freezer, and... <laughs> mush! Mush! Go! And we reach inside, and we pull out a teaser, and you look at it. And the teaser is for The Equalizer. The Equalizer. This is a movie. It's got Denzel, and we love Denzel. And it's an action movie, but it has a brain in its head. They're so often so dumbed down for the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. And that is just... People think in order to have an action movie with guns and violence that the only people that are going to enjoy that are this denominator that is so low. It's the lowest one. That you can't have something smart. Mm-hmm. And thank God Hollywood finally got, you know, one of my messages. Yes, it's a movie and it has the the explosions and the guns and the punching for the lowest common denominator but it also has a little, few little treats in there for mom and dad and we'll and we'll show you why right now in the teaser freezer so it starts Denzel's in a diner and he's reading a book and it's old man in the sea you got that fish yet hmm? they're both oh yeah yeah he did it's a happy ending not exactly the old man met his greatest adversary just when he thought that part of his life was over why didn't he just let the fish go? Old man's got to be the old man. Fish has got to be the fish. Got to be who you are in this world, right? No matter what. Wow. A lot of treats for a thinking person who likes books. And this is especially relevant for me because my 2014 book is Old Man in the Sea. Mm. I did a Mice and Men last year. Mm-hmm. And I said, this year I'm going even longer. I think they're about the same length, actually. That's a great 2014 book. And so I am uh, about two-thirds of the way through. Mm-hmm. And I don't even mind that it sort of spoils it because I was wondering in it as I'm reading this great words, what's going on in this book? And for Denzel to so tightly say it, mm-hmm. wow. 
that the fish has got to be the fish and the old man's got to be the old man. <laughs> that sums it up. And that's something that they never say outright in the book, but it is very strongly implied. And if you look at it that way, it becomes easier to read the book. And mm-hmm. I've even done more pages since seeing this te- teaser. Because this is my 1975 book and I read it. I really enjoyed it. As you know, it's about 70 pages long. But in the teaser, you notice that the book he's reading is a huge leather bound, looks like about a 700 page book. And if you actually look at the teaser, he's reading this book in a restaurant, you know, go to a restaurant, read a book. And he is on, it looks like maybe page four of this book. You see him reading it, and he's very, very early in the book, especially to have picked up as much as he has so far. But I think here's the secret about him. This is how you know he's smart. He's got this big version of the book. Because I think he's so smart, it's like it's like the old man of the sea ten times in a row. Because he's so smart, he's going to read it. I have a theory. What? What? I have a theory. What is it? He has some pages in the book where he writes what he thinks about the book. So he reads one page, and then he writes nine pages of his own theories. I think so. And isn't that interesting that we could have two different ideas about it only from seeing four seconds of well, one it teaser? It forces you to think. It forces you to ask some questions and to have some you say, why of is your that, own thoughts. Why is that book so big? I know it's not supposed to be that big. Why? Why is he reading it in the restaurant? Why is he talking about it like he knows well, why is everything it, about it when he's only on page four? Yes, and why is a teen girl talking to him about his book too? And why is she asking it in a way? Why is her first question, did he catch that fish yet? Which if he didn't, like, fuck you, lady. You know, because I'm trying to read this book. Yo, Pop, bet you didn't have to push no dollies at your old job, did you? Guilty as charged. So now he's, he's working at his job. Open the register up right now. And he's getting robbed. It, and he works at a Home Depot store. Okay. style store and it's called home mart which is sort of an improvement on the home depot concept maybe they can't use home depot so hard to say so hard to remember home depot is really almost impossible to say but if you work at a store first of all it doesn't look like it says depot that's honestly, what makes it so hard honestly you have to actively actually not read it if you want to say it well, and you have to practice saying it enough times that you don't mm-hmm. have to take a big pause between the two words. Mm-hmm. Because what's nice for Home Mart... You, well, you're not saying it actually correctly. I'm sorry. What's nice for Home Mart... No, you have to say both words. Home Mart. You're, you're saying one M. You need to say... You just pronounce each word individually. Say it. You say it. Home Mart. Home Mart. No, you're not doing it right. You have to say... It's two words. It's not one word. Brett, am I losing my friggin' beans today? I mean, am I out of my mind? Brett, you, Try again? you say it. Home Mart? Home- no, you're saying one M. Home Mart. And what's nice about saying Home Mart... No, that's your not mouth, the name! Is your mouth the is name already, of the company is Home Mart. Well, I'm sorry. You lost this battle, and I hate to give Brett a full Brett, vote, try but again. it is two to one. You know that's wrong. I, I saying, would say You're saying Home Mart. Home Mart. I'm saying both words. No. But they flow into each other. 
that seems like the way you do it. You have it. to finish the Home Mart. No, Home-mart. you have to finish the word home. And it's and what's nice about Home Mart is your mouth is already at the M, so right. you don't got to take a whole other trip to go find the D. No, Home Mart is a totally different thing from what this name is, which is Home Mart. Okay, well, uh, how about Walmart? Oh, <laughs> well, that's not how it's spelled at all. You're Walmart. You're putting in Walmart. Walmart. Okay, well, I hope you like having engineer bread on your side. Uh, it must be a really great I feeling. Do. Must be a really great feeling to have engineer <laughs> bread agree with you on how to pronounce a word. Does that feel good? You know what, Hayes? You're right. It's not a very good feeling, is it? I didn't really think about what I was doing and who I was sort of aligning myself with. In a discussion of how to pronounce a word. I guess the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was, uh, you know, make, making me be think I'm friends with Engineer Brett for a minute. <laughs> when it comes just, to some things, conversations about, like, wearing a Beatles shirt, you know... Brett's an expert on that. There's no denying it. When it comes right. to wearing a Beatles shirt, you want to talk to Engineer Brett, right? You, see, you, would ex- consi- you would consider yourself an expert on that, wouldn't you? An expert on the Beatles or wearing no, a Beatles shirt? No, definitely not an expert on the band, the Beatles. An expert on... I am. Where, no, I, you are not an expert on Brett. that. Brett. You're an expert on wearing a Beatles shirt. I suppose I'm pretty good at that. Uh, but, you, you, I, I'm I'm willing to concede that you are an expert on that. In fact, okay, I'll take, take it, that. Take I'll take it. You're I'll doing it right now. Take I'm it. taking it. No, you're wearing a Beatles shirt. Yeah, I am. And I'm doing it pretty well. I would say you're doing it expertly. Okay, yeah, I'm an expert on it. But when it comes to saying a word, I feel f- pretty comfortable saying home art. Home home mart. It's home mart. I'm really going through something here. What's wrong? I mean, Engineer Brett is roasting you. I mean, he's on the right side of this thing. I swear to God he is. Listen to what you say. I just... Down to... Down to the last detail. I just feel like Engineer Brett... Has it pegged? And what happened to you or what happened? Did he take some kind of super pill or something and now he's a smart guy? And how well, did you fall so far? I've been working with you for a long time. Okay, then if that's true, then he should be doing the rest of the show. He shouldn't. He, he should do the teaser freezer. He should do the rest of the teaser freezer. If that's how you feel, I would. why would I be hosting the show anymore? Why would I finish the teaser freezer when Brett can do it? When If he's the one who's – and he's an expert on saying all the words. Why did he do it? Why did he do the teaser freezer? And I do the sound. Hey. Why did I just do the sound? Hey. Here, here I go. Hey, come do back. The sound. Hey, get this back in right your there. seat. There's, get go. back in your There's seat. There's no way you know how to do the sound. Go, I'll do it. You don't know how to do the I'll sound. I'll do the sound. Get well, up. I'll do teaser freezer. Get up. Well, if we're get right. Up. About this, then he would be able to do the sound. I mean, he would have become that dumb. (laughs) That that would make sense to him. Okay, so, (sighs) Brett, you know you're going to sort of start it and and describe what's happening and then stop it. Well, you know how to do it. You're Hayes now. 
Okay, go ahead. What are we doing? <laughs> what am I doing? You do the teaser freezer. Okay, you do the teaser freezer. You know how to pronounce the words, so we made our bed, Brett. And okay, I'll, I'll, I'm I'll, here. I get you the sound. Okay, just sit there and don't press anything, though. Is it red? Are the is it red going across? Just make sure it's red. Is what red? Just the file, the wave file. The Hayes, wave just force. feel it. Hey, Brett. The big one is red. You don't do both. Now, just feel it out, Hayes. Yeah, I okay. know how to do it. This is all I do now. Okay, now, Brett, play more to the teaser. Okay. Here we go. What's you doing about? It is about a guy who's a knight in shining armor, except he lives in a world where knights don't exist anymore. My ring. The book, right? Brett, what do you right. think of that part of the teaser? Well, he's talking about another book. Books don't exist anymore? Is that what he said? <sighs> Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm just worried about well, him doing sound. this is the sound. show now. My, this is the show now. I'm distracted by him doing sound. Brett is really worrying me. Hearing he couldn't a clear and misunderstanding <laughs> the very basic idea of a sentence. Welcome well, to your I new show. Say well, words. no one said the word. I said the word book to try to sort of lead a horse to water a little bit because I, they go. she goes, what's the new one about? I want the listeners to know she means his new book. He apparently talks to this young sort of prepubescent girl about books all the time. <laughs> this 65-year-old man. So anyway, I'm trying to explain that to them. Then you just somehow plug me saying that into your memory so that you go, he's in a world where books don't exist anymore in the movie. He's just in a movie walking with a girl. She goes, what's the new one about? He goes, it's about a, a knight, but he lives in a time where knights don't exist anymore. <laughs> and you go, he's in a world where books don't exist anymore? It's like, holy <laughs> shit, Brett. You couldn't get through one Give sentence. <laughs> you couldn't get through one fucking sentence. I don't and, I you... think, and I think you were so bad at doing it that I've learned how to say... Home no, Mart. No, don't say that. <laughs> I don't think don't I could have been that. more vindicated than by what just happened. You well, obviously don't want to. You obviously don't want to be the host of this show anymore with Brett. That would no. be insane. You well, it's probably, not a show. You should probably come do the sound. Well, yes, I think that much is clear. You I definitely do have don't want to be on the same show as Brett, where he's I hosting. I cannot be hosting with Brett. I'm going to do the sound. Okay, so you come over here. Okay, uh, I'm coming. Uh, this isn't. You can give me a minute to settle into this new role. Okay, now Sean and I are hosting, are doing the sound, and now I'm going to take a picture of you while you do the teaser freezer. Wait, both and of you? And as someone who thought for even a second that Brett was going to be able to do the show and host it, I now have officially proven myself stupid enough to do the sound. <laughs> you guys threw me into the segment I'm least familiar with, to be honest. It's our most famous segment. Everyone uh, loves you it. You could say that. And it's all yours. Okay, should I keep playing the trailer? Yes, and Your then do show. the commentary by yourself. I can't. It's not even. He's putting a hammer back on the. Uh... <laughs> I think it would be anything you want to change your world. 
just slapped a woman. I never go back to being that person. But when somebody does something unspeakable to someone you hardly knew. I don't you understand. I don't, I don't understand. Say you trail. give up. I don't. I don't give up. Admit that you give up. Then finish it if you don't give up. This, this is what feel I've like wanted. A freezer, this really. is what I've wanted. It doesn't feel anything like a teaser freezer. It doesn't. I admit it doesn't. I can do sound again. Say you give up. I never even asked yeah, for this. Brett, the very idea that I used to host a podcast with you is sickening. This I is what you we, think a teaser freezer is? I wish you gave me at least two sentences to settle into this. What segment do you think you would have been good at, by the way? You said this is the one you're least familiar with. What segment do you think you would have hit out of the park? Let's hear you do that one. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook, the um, insider's guide to this place we call show. <laughs> this place, this... He's sweating. I swear I can do this. Welcome to Hollywood Handbook. We're in the teaser freezer where it's cold and he's sweating. It's hot. I thought we were just talking about how hot it was. Not in the freezer, Brett. The the whole point is that the freezer is cold. We're in the friggin' North Pole. We're not still in this freezer. They mushed a sled dog and we went to the North Pole. Come back and do the sound. Okay. I'm sorry. You give up. I give up. Wow, I thought I was part of a good podcast, but now I'm just part of something that I think is has a lot of problems. One is the sound guy tried to host it, and I let him. And now I just think, now I just think this whole thing is just mean and exploitive. And how did it I, is a little? And, you, and how did I say that right? And how did I do on the sound? Um, when I was over there, I think actually it went okay. Oh, I mean, look, I did. You, because well, you what, about, what about when I was there? You took pictures. What about when Sean was the sound? Sean just sort of hovered over you and didn't. I didn't see him actually even touch anything. And that's what it needed at the time, wasn't it? Because it came out fine. Well, we'll see how. Sometimes it comes we need to case. know. Sometimes we need to know when what actually is necessary. Is to just sort of hover there and not be doing so much. Huh, Brett? I think this started with you asking me how to say something. Bing! That clip ruled. Okay, we're going to take a quick break now. So this, how do I explain this? Um, This is not a clip from the show. This is a commercial within the best of episode. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. Because people, I'm worried. Here's what I'm worried about, Engineer Rishi. People are going to hear what's coming next, Mm -hmm. and they're going to think it's a best of clip because this this is the best of episode. But it's not a best of clip. It's a commercial. So is there like a sound that you do to announce that it's commercial time? Maybe just like with your voice, like a special like engineering sound to like introduce a commercial? Um the only thing that comes to mind is like a, I guess a trumpet sound. Okay, that's great. So, I would love to hear. So, okay. engineer, Rashid, yeah, go ahead and do the the, the trumpet sound that's officially announcing that the commercial is coming up. Right. <laughs> we'll be right back on Hollywood Handbook. Just using a Vinnie Jones soundboard, do you think? 
him personally yes vinnie jones's friends and frankly i don't want vinnie jones's friends listening to this podcast i'm serious i know it's maybe it sounds inappropriate but guys that are friends like him he's always going around hitting guys in the head with his head and using metal sticks to get people's money he seems like a pretty bad guy he's not a guy that i want certainly in my friendship circle and i don't want his friends listening to this show hey welcome back to hollywood handbook an insider's guide to kicking butt and dropping names in the red carpet lineback hallways of this industry we call showbiz this is the best of episode some of you may have just tuned in in the middle of the commercial it does happen sometimes well this is the best of episode of the show we are trying to be poached by another podcast network uh, so please listen to this, uh, and this is, we call it the best of episode, but this is actually not the best we can do. We can do a lot better than this. Uh, and with what the, our contract situation with Earwolf, this is the m- amount of effort that we're willing to put in for how they compensate us and the equity that we have in their network. But with a better deal, it's like engineer Rashid, if you were getting paid, Correct. like, $2,000 a year, you would be willing to do much more than you're doing right now, I assume. Yeah. Which is that anything, you anything. get to live here, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah, I usually get to come in here whenever I want, pretty frequently. Yeah, like when it rains. When it rains, yeah. You so you don't place, get wet. You need a place to be when it rains, man. I want to introduce another great clip. This is a segment... <laughs> With uh, Paul F. Tompkins. You've heard Paul F. Tompkins on Comedy Bang Bang, but did you know that he could actually be on a good podcast? Check it out. Wow. Bing! I'm a female clip robot. And so we have to do Riddle Me This right. quickly. And, and but we don't know what You're doing exactly the game, the game from Comedy Bang Bang. So that yes, people feel because comfortable. because we got an ad on that show. We, so right. people will and feel so comfortable now people who are to this one. accustomed to that show are coming right. here and they want to hear the game that they the most popular like game. to listen to. Yes. yes. And so. So you need me to explain what the game is. Yes. Please. Yes. My please, pleasure. Yes. Okay. Riddle Me This is a game where uh, everyone has to guess uh, a riddle. Uh, Somebody says a riddle. We go around in turns. Somebody mm-hmm. says a riddle, and then the other person has to guess what that riddle is. Mm-hmm. Not the answer to the riddle. They have to guess, like, is it a famous riddle that I would have heard somewhere before? Or did you just make that riddle up? Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So for for the players, it makes it easy. Like, if you're the person who has to come up with the riddle, you can either – Make up your own riddle, uh-huh. or you can remember a riddle from days gone by. Mm-hmm. But you have to say the truth of what you did. Well, I know yes. a riddle. Okay. I, well, I saw a riddle recently <laughs> where the answer is the library. Is that helpful? That's a little. I mean, that gives us something. Okay, it's better. So to am have I the, playing the game? Now, it's better. Or? You not yet. It's better to start with the question part. You give the question and the answer. You don't give. You don't even give the answer. Oh, you okay. just have to give the riddle. And then you have to guess, is this a riddle is that a I've real heard riddle? before or is this a riddle that you've just made up? So if this, it's the one where it's um, it's the doctor's is mom. Like if I'm doing nope, that riddle. No, that's not a riddle. That's a logic problem. Okay. There's a big difference. Okay. And a lot of people you fall into this trap. You think that a woman being a doctor is a logic problem? Yeah, absolutely it is. <laughs> because what if it's, you know, what that time of the month? Oh, gosh. And she's got her finger on the button. Yeah, the button that the puts, gives you anesthesia. Button, yeah. <laughs> the surgery button. That's right. 
And she's like, I'm crabby. I'm not going to save this guy's life. I'm going to let him bleed oh, out. Oh, yeah, and give me chocolate. And then that gets inside your stitches. Why do they have no female engineers here? Oh, that's a good oh, question. Wow. That's a really good question. Oh, wow. Frank leaves. It's a great opportunity to have a female engineer. To get a Someone gal. who's going to be the Sandra Day O'Connor of Earwolf Engineers. Yes. Well, what and I was saying about the engineer instead brains, they bring though. bringing a Clarence Thomas. I think the engineer brains all work in, like, uh, numbers and, mm. you know, Ones and like, zeros. Yes. Binary. It's that kind of thing. And women are so emotional. Yes, which I think can be great about them. Yeah, and it's a jo- it's more of a job for like a Spock than it is for a Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes, which are the two types of human in a lot of ways: emotional and uh, logical. Yeah, you're either mm-hmm. a yeah. Spock or a Roseanne. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, uh, so you do a riddle. Yeah. Okay. You want me to start? <sighs> well. Just because now that I've explained the game, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll start. Okay, and then you see, you'll see how it goes. Okay, okay, yes. So I'm going to provide a riddle. Okay, then I'll go to each of you in turn, and then I get to weigh in as well mm. on whether or not it's a real riddle or one I've just made up. Okay, you're yeah. weighing this in. Sounds good. Okay, yeah. All right, to trick us. I'm maybe. starting. Yes. Maybe people like this, huh? They love it. Okay, it's the most popular game. Okay. What has three legs, four legs in the morning, (laughs) two legs in the afternoon, and three legs at night? Mm. Uh, I have a pretty good joke to make about this. Uh, I know it's got three legs in the morning, which is what you almost said, and it's me because I got friggin' morning wood. Remember you wake up with a boner? (laughs) Like an erection? Yeah. I remember. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty intense joke, huh? So now what are we supposed to do in the game? Ah, now this is the game part. (laughs) You have to guess. Is that a real riddle that I remember from somewhere or did I make that up just now? I think you stole it. Oh, hold on. It's not your turn yet. Okay. Okay. Hayes, real riddle or did I just make it up? Well, I hope it's not real because otherwise we won't get to – Run. We won't get to play it on the show because we made this mistake with songs. Uh huh. Like if you play a song, you can't actually. They, like the people who own the song will call they you want money. because of copyrights. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. With riddles, I think it's different. No, it is. It is. Oh, it is different. Yes. Okay. So then we're okay. That's even more money. <laughs> yeah. So then, what do you? Th- oh, you. <laughs> Well, because the Did riddle you know? people, because songs get used all the time, so they kind of can let it slide sometimes. But mm. riddles get used pretty rarely, which makes this a very dangerous That's game. True. Yeah. Well, then, okay. Well, let's let's play out the round, and then we'll figure out how to proceed if we're worried about riddle copyrights. Okay, so this, so this, Sean. Yeah, it's not your turn. Yet. Okay. Did but you know that happy? Still, okay, but, did you know? Okay, but happy just birthday. <laughs> that song is the same. That you Myth. have to. What? You're about to say a myth and you're falling into a trap. No, it is not a myth. It is not a myth. It is not a myth. You have to, it costs money to do that in the movie. And so that's why you have people singing like, have a good birthday and stuff mm-hmm. in the movies because they aren't allowed to do happy birthday. Happy yeah, birthday you're following the same right? myth. Yes. That's the same myth, and that's why TGI Fridays had to write their own birthday song, which I think is actually better for one thing. <laughs> 
Uh, and so, in a way, it's positive, but you don't actually have to pay anyone. I think it is fake because nothing could do that. Okay. Nothing could have a different number. So you're saying of not legs. a real riddle. You think I just made that riddle up? Yes, because okay. it's impo- if you actually think about it, it's impossible. Okay. Okay. Sean, now it's your turn. And so, just to go over it again, I remember my three legs joke, but I'm trying to remember the actual riddle, right. which is four legs in the four morning. Four legs in the morning. Two, two legs, legs in the afternoon and yeah. three legs at night. It's a monster. No, you're not supposed to answer the riddle. That's that's absolutely not important. Just guess. That's terrifying. Is it a real? Of it's course, it's changing leg numbers all day. I, no, I I don't mean to. Let's not get sidetracked. As, as scary as that is, the point of it is not for you to answer the riddle. The point anybody could do that. That's any stupid game. Is it a real riddle? That exists already, or did I just make it up? I'm sorry. No. I, you know what? I didn't know being being called stupid is part of the game, so uh, I'm going to bow out of this I, one. No, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to call. <laughs> so thank you very uh, much, but no. Sean, it doesn't sound very, very – maybe that's the, what they do on the other show, but we don't like to do no, that. Maybe Scott's kind of humor and maybe I, not so much ours. I, I apologize if, I, if it came off that way. It was not my intention at all. To call you stupid, I was merely trying to explain the game, and I, I maybe I got too excited because I love playing this game. Yes, and I apologize. I do not, for the record, I don't think that you're stupid. Okay, yeah. apology feels sincere, but again, I can't always tell. So, um, <clears throat> well, if I was wrong, then I'm then I'm sorry too if I misunderstood something, but it didn't feel like I did. I, um, thanks for that. So apology. the game. So, so the game. Okay. Uh, so it's not a monster. Um, is it a spider? I, I mean, it's, that's the only thing I, where I think of number of legs. Really. Let me. I. I. You know what? I've realized I've explained this poorly, and so let me explain it better. Um, and I see why you. It's. It's. it's not quite making sense. It's the, the fault is mine. <laughs> it's it's not. <laughs> it's less about. <clears throat> excuse me. It's less about finding an answer to the riddle, and and forget about you can. <laughs> You can forget about answering the riddle, okay? Okay. And all you have to think so, is – But these are wrong answers. Well, they, they might be right. They might be wrong. Okay, okay. The, the, the real question I'm asking is – But if it is – can I say if it is a Frankenstein that that is still a monster? Noted. Yes, okay. Noted. Because that, you know, they're putting his arms and stuff on. So maybe they put on different they legs and <laughs> – one leg doesn't so fit. over the course of a day, if they, they realize, up. Mm-hmm. yeah, they feel like they got it down, and they're like, let's try something else, and then they finish with the three legs, and then they quit. Yeah. They do four goal. by accident, and then they start out with too many. Yes, yeah. and then they do two, like a, just a guy. Yeah, they and then four, they say, wait four, a minute, two unwieldy. Then they do two. He falls over, and they go, and they we say, need at what least if one we, more for balance? Yeah, like a tripod. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like well, and you got and more that one is when they the third one is when they give him the big. You know, I I feel I, now. Here's the here's the the danger with Go this ahead. game is you end that you could end up playing a different game, which I think is what we're doing right now. Oh well, which is where we're trying to solve the riddle. That's building not, monster. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's. It's less about that. It's more about the very simple question. Um, 
is that a riddle that exists already or did I just make that riddle up? Okay, okay. Well, which one is it? Well, that's what you have to – you tell me. Oh, wow. What do you so think? So I am answering a riddle. In a manner – you're more answering a question than a riddle. You're answering a question about a riddle, if that makes sense. A little bit. Uh, well, if it's – yeah. Honestly, it seem, it doesn't seem to me – and this – could be even considered a strategy, what I've done so far, because it doesn't seem like you really know the answer, which means it probably is not a, let me, you know, let me stop it doesn't you. seem like it's, let me, yes. st- let me stop you right there. <laughs> Go ahead. It's really, I, my apologies if I have been unclear. It's really not about answering the riddle. No, I know, but I'm whether saying, or not I I've know said the some answer. answers that it didn't seem like you knew them, so that makes it seem like maybe it's not even your own. Oh, riddle. I see. Okay, please continue with that. That's that's great. That's great. You're now you're playing the game. This is great. So it's maybe because if you made it up, you probably would know the answer. Do you agree, Hayes? I just remembered where this is from, and I do know this riddle from before. Um, now he Sean hasn't oh, answered yet. Whoa. Sean hasn't answered yet. So but you're I giving him that's changing my. You want to help yeah. him? Yes, okay. but that's... I could be lying too. I'm not. It's from the end of Krippendorf's tribe, okay. starring Richard Dreyfuss and Jenna Elfman. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's like Sci-Tie. It's like because I was watching. I was looking at this the other day. Krippendorf's tribe? Yes. And this is actually going to distract me because the whole time... No, keep keep going. Who was supposed to be his mom in that? Oh. Jen Elfman, I thought. Okay, I thought it was one of the natives. But they... Okay. Because that's, that's what I was... Knows, that's why it's his tribe, right? Because his mom's... He's, his mom's one of those natives, so he technically... That's what I'm saying. Oh, so his mother's one of the natives. I thought. I mean, it's been so he's half Krippendorf. It's been half a while. Native. It's actually, I'll be honest, it's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe a week and a half, and so I don't actually remember exactly what happened with his mom in it. I've only ever seen the poster, and I thought that uh, yeah, because he's lifting up, and you think like he's lifting up his mom. Yeah, you think he's lifting up his mom. Yes, absolutely. But then they ki- they kiss. But maybe in that tribe, that's not a weird thing. I know. And that's what's so messed up. Well, but but I mean, you can't. That's that's another culture. That's not our culture. So who are we to well, judge? Well, here's why I ask: because my DVR cut off the last like forty five. <laughs> <laughs> cut off the last like forty five minutes. So you only saw the first twenty. Yeah, it's. Did you not? Did you do record a schedule? Very short did movie. Did you do record a schedule, or did you do you extend, add extra time? Yeah, yeah. a lot of times you have to add extra time. A lot of times it won't give you that prompt unless it's a live broadcast. Mm. So you have to kind of remember, hey, because of the way these cable companies schedule things, maybe this movie will end at you know two oh seven instead of at two, and you know. But here's what's interesting about that: maybe that uh, whatever program is on before mm-hmm. is a live thing. So then, right? If that had that the pushes, extra fifteen minutes, then that it pushes, pushes everything back. The back movie. Pushes everything back. Then you miss the last forty-five minutes of Krippendorf's tribe. Yes. Um. So, are I, did I win or what? Did you guess with the game? You didn't. I don't know if you guessed. Was it a real riddle or did I make it up? You didn't say definitively. Mm. I don't think. Mm. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> so your guess is okay. Good job. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Now I, I guess. think you nailed it. Yes. Now, now you're gonna guess. Yeah. I'm gonna guess that it's an existing riddle. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the answer is. It is an existing riddle. Oh. And it's from? It's from, I believe, Krippendorf's tribe? Yes. Yes. What's that the, must be where I got I think I gleaned it from the poster. So mm-hmm. is the answer a monster and you've been playing coy or what is the? I, I'm not going to. I tell you what. I'm not going to tell you the answer to the riddle because that I feel that's another game. Hmm. And I want to keep. I want for the listener. I'm going to look it up. You know, who, people who are listening to this. Uh, because they've come from Comedy Bang Bang, uh, I, I don't what want was it? it to get muddied. What has four legs riddle. in the morning? In the morning. Four legs. Four legs in the morning. Two riddle. legs in the afternoon. Hashtag riddle. And then three legs in the three evening. Three legs in the evening, two legs in the afternoon. And- a sphinx? <laughs> that is a monster! It's true. The, the well, that he, that's what you that's what you said. So yeah. Well, here's what I don't think works about this game is it he's seems making like up the rules. The rules is a big part of yes. it. Yes, and the and the the rules, rules lie even about the rules. Well, guys, and then guys, you're lying during a guys, big part when did of the I, game. When did I lie? When did I lie? Honestly, when did I lie? Well, you said it wasn't, it wasn't a, a monster. monster. I never said that. I never said that. He I said, said, "Is it a monster?" <laughs> And you said that that was wrong. I said that was not not the point of the game. <laughs> Boy, I wasn't I wasn't rendering a judgment on whether or not it was a monster. So, comedy bang bang fans, thanks for coming to our show. From their show, let me catch you up. Apparently, the game is. Uh, Everybody lies to each other, and then I get called stupid in the middle of it. And that's the fucking game that you guys like. That so, ended up being uh, very I got a beginner. feeling maybe you're not going to like this show, because actually a lot of my friends are on this show, and we do have friendships that we like to maintain, and it's the lying that bothers me. That clip was out of sight. Man, that was the coolest. Uh, sometimes people come on Hollywood Handbook to read from scripts that they're trying to workshop on their own time. Movie people, famous comedy writing doing movie script reading it on the show engineer rashid do you have a movie script i don't what would it be called if you did have one hmm that's actually a very good question um i guess movies that don't suck that's the name of your movie is movies that don't suck okay <laughs> yes, we could, it's the name, it's the name we could movie. try it out you think we could pull some good actors and actresses for that? Well, I guess if you sent them an email saying, I want you to be in a movie called Movies That Don't Suck. Is it not, is it not appealing? They would be intrigued. Uh-huh. Maybe even, what about a movie called Good Movies? So that's my note. That's what, Don't shake your head. That's my, that's my note on your script. It shouldn't be called Movies That Don't Suck. It should be called Good Movies and sometimes even a great movie. Why don't you like that? It's better. It's better than just not like, sucking. It's so standard. Like, like who wants to be in a good movie? You just want to be in a movie that is not suck? <laughs> okay. Well, I think this is probably the life for you is my, <laughs> is my diagnosis. I think it's engineering from this point forward. <laughs> Brian Husky came on the show, and he read a script that he was workshopping called Teen Pope. And this is that on Reality Show Hollywood Handbook. Bing! Clips are my food. 
And so we thought, uh, you've got all these scripts in the pipeline you're doing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff in the works. We'd take one of our notes meetings where we do a, a table read of your script before we do notes mm-hmm. uh, and just do it here tonight. Uh, and we asked our listeners for some suggestions over which which of your scripts they'd like us to read. And uh, Toby Keith Sweat gave us a really strong one, I think, which is uh, Teen Pope. Oh, wow. Okay. That's which, good. Now, did did he give any kind of contact information to him as to whether if we take this idea – because we right now, as he knows, you saying that on this podcast, he is out of this process. Yes, because that's we're in the room when we've made this agreement to to flesh this out. Yes, that's implied. We've got all we, we've got all the papers right here. Okay, he's sitting at home in fucking Kansas or <laughs> like uh, living Wisconsin or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. Some fucking loser. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like a, in like a field or something. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be such a thrill for him just to have heard Hayes say his name. I don't think he would want any financial compensation. Yeah, it's true. I mean, right. I guess yeah. I mean, if you it, the piece of shit life, that this is probably like the biggest thrill for that. So congratulations to him. It's just awesome. standing at, at Sears or something and playing like our podcast. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. While he, his, it, his it, fat, it, it, jazzy, riddled mom in yes. fucking Missouri, he's going to dine out on this for a decade. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to cover up those scars of what happened to him. Oh, and when he dines out, it's at a, like a fucking Applebee's or some shit. <laughs> and that's the truth. Yeah. So, congratulations, Toby. This is a big moment. All right, let's, let's see what we got. Should we get into Teen Pope? I think so. Mm. Okay. I think so. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just open at the, at the top scene. We open in a, a teenage bedroom uh, where uh, Jason Attitude is lying, fa- uh, lying on his stomach on his bed. Uh, he's listening to punk music. You have a music cue here. I hope this one. Okay, so Jason Attitude is listening to uh, punk music. Okay. He's lying on his bed. He's listening to, uh, he's uh, reading a book about girls. Right. Uh, and he's talking to himself as he as he reads the book. Okay, cool. Right, let's see. Knock at the door. What? Son? Uh... There's some people from the church down here to want to talk to you. Oh, man. Jason uh, spits into a spittoon. Uh, Ting! Skateboards d- down the stairs. Whoa! Opens the door. Uh, there, standing there is a Father Silvio. Uh, a, a man, an old man in long robes and a, and a bald head. Uh, excuse me. Are you the young man we are looking for? Uh, I friggin' guess so. Please, son. Tell me your name. Jason Attitude? Why? Who wants to know? Well, from now on, you're going to be Pope Attitude. What? And then it says, uh, sound cue. Do we, uh... Oh, yeah, sound cue, um... What what did you have in mind for that? It just says uh, it just says cool song, cool song. Or I was I was thinking. I mean, right there. I personally, and this is sort of the notes thing has already started. I would just do a big bass. Oh, okay. That's what you mean by cool song. Yeah. Okay. From now on, because it says that a lot in the script, and from now on, I'll because <laughs> yeah, that is a song. I mean, a composer would write that. We yeah. we would have to get a guy who. Well, would... it's an instrument, and it's yeah. playing a note. I mean, that's a song. Well, mm-hmm. everybody would be like, "Oh, you're going to get the guy who did this all the Seinfeld stuff." It's like, no, there's there's a different way of doing this, and for movies and TV, as far as that kind of bass sound. 
let, 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 let's cut to uh, what it says in the script. Cut to interior Sistine Chapel. Okay. Uh, where Hold Jason right Attitude is... is Turn the pages. Is uh, being given a tour of the Sistine Chapel by Father Sylvia. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did you guys see this page with the uh, the chase around the fountain? A 62? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah do you great want to... action scene. That is such a funny scene. All right, but dude, yeah, let's. Uh, we'll, well, great we'll, action scene. We'll get to that. We'll get to that yes. one. We'll get that. Okay. Okay. So, Popato, uh, this is a. Uh, this is the Sistine Chapel. Uh, Who are those two queerzos on the roof, man? <laughs> those guys are touching each other in their underwear. Not cool. That is a, a, a man and a, the Lord himself. Oh, sorry. Wait a minute. What is that painted on the Lord's crotch? Who put this big phallus upon the Lord's crotch? Hey, man, it's scientifically accurate. Pop attitude. Now I'm angry. Uh, the doors to the Sistine Ca- Chapel swing open, and uh, hundreds of Pope attitudes, uh, teenage friends storm in, uh, and they begin having the school dance in the Sistine Chapel. No, 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 no! That's a relic. No, don't get off of there. Do not scrub up on that thing. What are you two doing? The dirty dancing. Check out my twerking. And then it's a uh, mon. This is a, I, I will say this about the movie. The, the, the 14th montage, I thought was maybe two too many. Maybe two. Did you feel that way? I thought. I thought the first 12 were, helped the story enormously. Uh-huh. Like it moved it along. Well, there's so much. Because he he, first, he's not good at doing a lot of the blessings. And then you, you quickly are able to see him start to yeah. uh, learn how to sort of move the smoky lantern y thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, is the and 14th do- one, it's just grinding? It's like grinding at the dance? Is that the. Is that yeah, the it's grinding at the dance. It's uh, one of the jocks spikes the punch. And then one of the nerds takes a sip and makes a face like, what I get, the. I guess my problem is all uh, the, the, the other 12 montages told us something about this new world he was in. Mm. We get to see how the Pope gets dressed, uh, how he eats his cereal, how he walks down all the hallways, um, you know, how, how he, he re- that one wretched, all the wretched people, that hilarious thing with all the wretched yes. people coming mm-hmm. in. And he like peeled off that one guy's skin and held it up and went, P.U. That was like, so funny. Yes. <laughs> but, but at the same time, so funny, but so true to that world. Like yes. it's really, you know. Well, a teenager in that situation yeah. is not going to have the maturity to handle a man's skin peeling off in his no, hand. No, And it probably wouldn't smell very good. Sorry. Yeah. Well, but again, uh, Pope Attitude's uh, strongest at, like thing that the, the thing that moves the story is his honesty. Yeah. He's as honest as anyone can be in that situation. You well, know. Ex- except for all the scenes where he is lying. Yeah, <laughs> because he is leading. He has told his crush that he's an atheist, right? Prior to becoming mm-hmm. the Pope, uh, to seem cool, and then they they deface that that shrine <laughs> where they they just like d- destroy it. Well, they, she they catches just, him in his Pope robes. Yeah, should, should we cut to that scene where they deface the shrine? Yes. Sure. Okay, let's do that. All right, I'll, I'll be her. Soon. <laughs> Sorry, uh, oh man, how'd I get in these clothes? I guess as a goof, I put them on. What are you doing? Hold on a second. Are you about to take this shrine and fucking fuck it up? Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna 
honor it in any way. Uh, I just wanted to mess it up. Hey, come on, here, help me uh, smear this uh, glue stick all over it. Hells yeah. Father Silvio suddenly enters wearing his nightshirt. What is going on here? I can't believe it. You're a pop attitude. Yeah, pretty girl. Uh, who is this old guy? Let's split. What do you mean, who is this old guy? It's me, Silvio. Why are you acting this way, Pope Attitude? Come on, man. I'm trying to get buried in the puss. Oh, I did not know that you had feelings for her. Okay, I will play along. Hey, hey uh, I don't know you so good, but that's okay. You guys can mess up this church. It's for everybody. Hey, let's stab him. <laughs> so sorry I have to do this, Father Silvio. You get that puss. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then it, and, and then it, I like that the, the blood wash to the next scene. Yeah, and, what a great transition. Um, just a visually cool sort of Walter Mitty style yeah, storytelling. Yeah, a, a lot of times the writer doesn't have that, doesn't make those choices. But if they put it in there, it's you have to sort of say like, yeah, that really does work. Um, because then it goes from that to him washing the blood off his hands, mm-hmm. while, you know, Pope attitude washing the blood off off his hands, and uh, and then she's. I mean, the, the, I like that they didn't have the sex scene that they showed afterwards and stuff. She was fully na- naked. <laughs> they said you could fully see her sweet sweet poon. <laughs> Yeah, I know that that that, but it was artistically but, done because there's no penetration. It's yeah. just because that would be gay because you'd have to see wood, and that would be gay. Yeah, and so it does. Um, it's in keeping, I think, with the church's views, and, yes. and that was important mm-hmm. to me about this script. That yeah, it's not going to offend Catholics. No. I mean, it's a yeah. fantasy about becoming the Pope and honoring Christianity by not looking at another man's wood. Right. But, you know, whatever actress takes this part, it's got to be a brave, committed actress who's willing to spread her legs as wide as she can go and show every single bit of it. Because that's exactly word for word what it says in the action line. And that says the camera goes all the way in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is a cool way to transition to the next scene, which I thought was great. Um, and it goes to the tennis tournament. I, yeah, there, I'd like right? to talk about the final scene, the big state championship doubles match, um, where the old Southern judge, who happens to also be the tennis coach, yeah. uh, sort of pulls Pope Attitude aside. Yeah. Okay, shall we cut to that scene? Yeah. I'd love to. I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if you've got the stuff inside of you to pull this off. I just don't know what to do. It's like, it's such a low percentage shot for me to take a backhand down the sideline into the doubles alley when we both know that the center of the net is a full three inches shorter than either side, and also I'm buying myself maybe four feet of space by going cross court. But at the same time, that's not a clean winner. I mean, I'm just going to trap us in another rally, and this guy's lob is beautiful. He's got a ton of topspin on it, and I can't chase it down. Kid, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you pulling it off and being a good pope for once. I don't know if you got it in you. Anyway, win the tournament. Pope Attitude uh, it says uh, here, my favorite song, Swells. Uh, so let's do that. Um, pope Attitude uh, strides out onto the court uh, and does a flip of his tennis racket. Add in. 
he bounces the ball twice on the on the floor of the tennis court. It says floor of the tennis court. Uh, and then does the most amazing tennis move. I sure hope this is what would Jesus do would do. Uh, he's doing it. And then he cuts the Sylvia. He's doing it. He's doing it. Uh, the other guy falls down trying to get the ball. Pope Attitude wins the tournament. <laughs> Thanks, Christ. Hey, don't thank Christ. He didn't have anything to do with it. This was all you, Attitude. You really pulled it off this time. Now I'm going to die of cancer, but I'm okay with that because you showed me the way. See you in heaven, coach. Pope Attitude's girlfriend runs over and they get married. What's going on here? A tournament or a marriage? The poon's gonna be even sweeter now that we're in in a blessed union. You mean Mrs. Pope Poon? Hey? The screen fades to black. A title card appears that reads Popes should get married. Again, coming back to educating us about the church yes. and everything they have. Um I, I here's my only note about the the tournament. Mm. There is no mention of it at any point until it's in the mo- until we're at that scene. Yes, they're just at the tournament. There's no setup. I didn't know who his coach was. I didn't know he was dying of cancer. Well, you could kind of tell from his voice. I think <laughs> <laughs> that something like he was definitely sick. That's not a healthy man's voice, but. It was distracting. The, and did you also, uh, did you like, because if you liked it, I could be persuaded, mm-hmm. but that his double partner is in a wheelchair? Yeah. I, li- I liked it in the sense of it made me react really strongly both ways, that I hated it and I liked it. Mm. But I think it's, um, what I've had, you know, uh, notes-wise, what feedback I've gotten, it's it's a terrible choice. So mm. it's just, I guess it comes down to, is it a choice? Mm-hmm. If it's a terrible choice, do you stick with that choice? And then does it become a, a great choice? Mm. So It's about choices. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <sighs> One thing I liked, uh, that a lot of people don't know this, uh, the bloopers that you see in the credits mm-hmm. are written in. They're scripted to the script. Yeah, uh, yeah. and mm-hmm. I thought these were some of the best bloopers I had seen. Should we go to that? Should we do that scene? Yeah, just yeah, run the. Yeah, okay. Yeah, let's read some. Of the uh, just the, it says the blooper song plays. Let me play that. And uh, okay, so what you want to do here? This is the holy water. You you pour it into the the thing. Okay, hold on, I'm spilling. Oh oh, looks like. Hey, what's our budget uh, for water? Uh, <laughs> it's getting all over me. So uh, wardrobe. <laughs> so sorry. Whoa, looks like I peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? And then uh, okay, here you go. Oh, Pope attitude, you're so beautiful. 
I just want to touch your face. Wait, oh, uh oh, touch your nose by accident. <laughs> Sorry. Ow, what the hell? Sorry. It looks like I peed my pants just now. <laughs> hey, somebody say something about peeing your pants? Uh, I don't know if I really cut out to be the poop. I mean, uh, the poop. Hey, did somebody pee their pants? <laughs> I think I beat my pants. <laughs> okay, this is this is what's great. This is a runner. This is what's known as a bloopers runner. Mm-hmm. And that is, you get that in Cannonball Run with the hat and Dom DeLuise, and now, you know, you've got this great I peed my pants thing, yes. which is just like... It's like a whole nother movie. It mm-hmm. is. It is. And is that, in, is that the intention that... Because we just read a few of them. There was another 120 pages of, of bloopers. Bloopers yes. much longer than the script, yes. <laughs> and and there were new characters. how much fun they were having on the set. <laughs> there were new characters. A lot of new characters. Yeah. And it sort of follows its own plot arc where some of the characters of the bloopers are introduced and die. And yeah. much bigger stars in the bloopers. Like people that could you could really sell a movie on. Like and Robert goes, Downey Jr. does a lot of the bloopers. Yeah, and there's a whole thing. They go to the Middle East and it's... Um, very expensive set pieces. Yeah. yeah. But, again, some choices were made and that's yes. just what you have to do. You have to make choices. Bing! Mm, that was a yummy clip to eat. Loving it. Sean, are you enjoying the, the, the clip show over there? Have you got any hobbies? Oh, I guess uh, Engineer Rashidi, he wants to know if you have any hobbies. Um, I have many hobbies besides engineering. I like basketball. That's fun. Okay. Let's finish this! Man to man! Oh, I guess he wants to play you man to man. Does he? In basketball. Pretty sure he'll lose. Come on, Mr. Angry. Well, he doesn't want you to get so angry with him, I guess, about... I'm sorry. ...about basketball. Who the fuck are you? Oh, it's Engineer Rashid, Sean. Sean, I'm... His, his name's Rashid. It's, it's Engineer Rashid. And you got any hobbies? Okay, I think we just have yeah, to leave him. Yeah. He's, uh, he eats a lot of kicks with Fresca, and it makes it kind of makes his brain little... go in a loop. Hmm. Sometimes on the show, it's not just talking about movies, TV show, book. Uh, sometimes we have music as well, like the one time when we did have that, when uh, Michael Cronin, the famous musician, came on our show, signed to our label, Gojira Records. Engineer Rashid, do you like music? I like music a lot. It's not for me personally, but uh, some people I know really do love it, and this segment for music loving is for those people on Hollywood Handbook. Would you like a clip? Yeah, what? so it's really hard to it's hard to make a living as a musician. Hard to so. make bucks. But well, it's not your music really right now that we're as interested in because you're not really selling music right now, are you? No. Is it really it more feel that way? of a face and body that we're selling mm-hmm. these days? Right. Yeah. I mean, now, think about the top musicians who are selling music. Mm-hmm. Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who, I mean, who Mary else? Mary J. Blige. Mary J. Blige? Mm-hmm. Um, 112. Yeah. 
And I think Jodeci's doing some stuff that's pretty interesting right mm-hmm. now, but I don't know if it's going to catch on. Mm-hmm. So to me... What do they all have in common? What are they, what's the same about all of them? Mm-hmm. Um, they look good. Yes. Don't be shy. You want to fuck them. I mean, they're fuckable. And it's, you know... That's true. It's, it, it's, it's, I mean, that's part of it, isn't it, Michael? It's kind of, cur- you know, you don't, you don't want to come out and say it upright, but it's just... That's it's kind of but yeah. say well, we're gonna need you to say, say it. Yeah, you know, we're gonna need you to say it. We're gonna talk we're gonna about, have to hear you talk say about it. what you wanna do to one of those guys. Neil Young. Mm-hmm. Neil Young. Um He He's been looking good for forty years at least. Yeah. Yeah. And like he's an old distinguished man now. And and, and you want I, to I feel like he's been I would, I, I would, I would fuck Neil Young. Yes, thank you. Yes, was that so hard? And that really makes me think, this guy's got a future in the music business. Yes. And so right now, we look at you right now, you have bugs on you, your hair is in sh- shredded tatters. Mm, it's like bits of rope, I think. Yes. But... We can do something with you mm. and turn you into a sort of Neil Young type that people are interested in fucking. A sex symbol. Yes. And, and one thing we want to dissuade you of is you've talked a lot about wanting to write songs and play songs. Yes. And like make an album. Right. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't seem like the right direction for a musician right now, does uh, it? Um, I, I guess not. Because you say it's hard. it's hard to sell albums. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess I'm I'm missing something. I don't know. I, I think it started with ever since on Celebrity Jeopardy, uh-huh. Sean Connery mistook the words an album cover for anal bum cover. It's been hard a little bit to take music seriously since then, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, you could. Yeah, you could say that. I don't know. It's 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 a little confusing right now how to how to how to make it how to get Did you see that episode of Jeopardy? I I did not see that. No, I don't. I couldn't believe they had invited him back because he'd made similar mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think he's just a popular celebrity Jeopardy character and and I think that they really shot themselves in the foot because then the Jeopardy album they released the following year didn't do well and it just felt silly. Huh. And so, to me, the real money is going to be in soundtracks. Yes. Okay. Scoring. Yeah. Score, you know, not scoring like scoring with Neil Young, like getting to <laughs> have sex with that guy, but just scoring like the score, like the sound score. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. So, maybe what we could do today is, s- surprise, Michael, we've signed you to your first gig, and it's oh. doing the score of... The show Da Vinci's Demon. Which we love. And on, we've been it's on obsessed with. It's on, I believe, Stars. Stars. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a good network, yeah. Uh, and it's a show about one of the best networks going for original Young work. Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. who was an artist and a magician. And Yes, among other things, because he invented, I think, you know, flying. And he has these demons, yes. and they each sit on one shoulder, 
and one is good and tells him what to paint. Yes, uh-huh. and the other one is bad and tries to and trick tells him, him not to paint and tries to trick him into not painting. Yes. Uh, okay. And they both have pitchforks, not the pitchfork magazine like you mm, know about. Yes, and no, it's not not, not your stupid. Yes. yes. Hipster bullshit. Like real pitchforks. Not from none of this. America. Somebody help! Wah, 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 boom, boom, boom. Wah, 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 boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yes. None of that. And so we thought what we could do is you could uh, make sure you have your gloves on. You could uh, pick up my guitar. And you okay. could. And we're going to just describe a Da Vinci's Demon scene and you play the score for it. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I can give it a shot. Um, it sounds sounds like an interesting show. Well, no oh, need to okay. show off, and we'll oh. describe the scene, and then I'm you'll sorry. play. And it's that's not the time. Of, that's for the order we describe. Doing like little guitar tricks and stuff. Yeah, we're no, we're trying to you know. And I'm really, no, could I, do that if I got you excited because this isn't just a, a you know shoebox shoebox with rubber bands with rubber yeah. bands. Mm-hmm. And one what looked like maybe a hair elastic. Um, so this is the scene mm-hmm. where Da Vinci has woken up and he's eating his eggs and bakey and he's going to sit down to do his painting. Mm-hmm. And uh, a devil is going, hey, cut it. Hey, cut that out. Mm-hmm. And another and devil. Then, yeah. So it's a transition from a happy morning song mm-hmm. to a scary demon song mm-hmm. okay um okay so let's hear what would a happy morning song sound like and waking up to the day and the day has so much potential and you're gonna eat a nice big breakfast okay we'll start nice major chord Yeah. From there. Yes, that's yeah. really nice. That's good for the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess just a few lyrics about what he's eating for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Eggs. Bacon. Hamburger sandwich. He's wants a hamburger sandwich as well. Hamburger sandwich. Very good. And now, when you get into the scary part, so you'll 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 sort of blend from the happy morning song into the scary stuff. And when you when something starts to being scary, you say "uh oh," and then uh, you announce the demon's presence. So now this would be like a dark, sort of gothic, okay, song. Demon's voice. Uh, he's he has to tell Da Vinci not to paint in the scariest voice. You can't paint. Bullshit, man. 
Okay, okay. Michael, okay. Michael, Michael, Michael. That felt like it was starting to get a little bit off track, and maybe mm-hmm. some of the language we're using is not what we uh, like, uh, what we're used to on stars. Stars, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I got carried away. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, that, but doesn't this feel better than some of you were writing like these songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it feels okay. Yeah, and I, better than what you were doing, huh? And you almost well, feel like Neil Young when you're doing this. I, I am. Um, yeah, no, I could, I could get used to it. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, used to living your dreams. If, if um, it's not how I imagine, honestly. But I, I mean, I just, I've had a hard time. So I'll do. You know, what did you if, want in life? I. That's a big question. I thought I thought it was about writing, writing songs like we were talking about writing mm. good songs, mm. like progressing. Mm-mm. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I am just I, <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I I guess I was just confused. I thought I wanted to write good songs. I wanted to make good records and play shows. We do a segment well. called eh, "Wrong" sometimes on our show, and this this kind of stuff would be perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at you and I'm thinking, with a fresh coat of paint, you know, this is a real, this is a, this is a Billy Joel type, and potentially haircut, you know, mm-hmm. at least wash, like a human sealant, some kind of varnish, or mm-hmm. yeah, something to, some kind of weather protectant. Because you're, I mean, you look, you know, it's not good. No, I know, I know. Let's do the scene where Da Vinci's in the big bicycle race. I think for this scene, do you know Shine? Shine. By Collective Soul. I I'm not I'm not familiar. How's that go? Uh, well he's oh, in maybe. a bicycle ra- he's in a bicycle okay. race to paint the picture. You know like Lance Armstrong's got some horns, and he's coming up around the corner behind yes, he's him. One of the, he's playing one of the he's demons. One of we the have demons. him for one day. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. And it's kind of cool because of the way he's perceived now that we got that mm-hmm. in place. We and have him for as long as it takes for him to bike through. He's going to be in the middle of a different race that he's doing, and we just have to be ready to film him as he bikes. And hopefully Da Vinci's there that time. And then so <laughs> – so Da Vinci's driving, and then we're going to hear some shine and then some stuff about bikes. Yes. Do you okay. not know that song? I don't know. It's, it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I get. I get. exciting yeah fast. yes okay. yes so then he's winning but then i guess there would be a change in tone mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, and now lance has passed him and da vinci's got a bad cramp mm-hmm. oh, okay Crampin up. 
Okay. Uh, and that's and that's almost pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's first draft. Um <clears throat> and it felt a little like shine. Should we do we have that one more scene? What's that last scene that we have to do? Okay. So this is sort of this is the scene that we needed to score mm-hmm. uh because it's going to air tomorrow, I think this episode. And um so Da Vinci's won the spelling bee. And his dad is, you know, there with with the trophy. His dad's the headmaster. And he's giving him the trophy. And across the way, he sees the girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's, Uh, of course, um, uh, it's um, uh, Marie Antoinette. mm -hmm. And he's looking at her because we are in history, you know, still. And he's looking at her. And there's, and then a demon is coming to punch her, you know, right in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And so there's a couple things happening where he's right. victorious. That's good. Kind of a sweet moment with his dad, kind of a romantic thing when he sees the girl. And yes. then it's, of course, because it is demons, Da Vinci's demons, it does get scary. And a demon does come mm-hmm. to do something mean. But then this is the end of the episode. And so he rescues the girl. Yes. And then they consummate that. That, and they do that kind of what someone would ideally do with Neil Young or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. else. But it's – and so – and we wanted to have a feel – just some references. If you know the song Come Monday sure. by Jimmy Buffett, that could be a good area to work from. Do you know Inside from. Out? Do you know Rich Girl? By Eve Six? If you know Rich Girl, I'd love to hear just a couple pieces of that. Rich Girl. How's that? Who, who's that? Is that Jimmy Buffett? No, Rich Girl's Hollow Notes and then – Oh, this is going to be hard. Um, the Eve Six song is good. And then what was that song by The Refreshments? Uh, I'm not sure. It's good. The video, they were like in the desert. Uh, what's who's coming on, in? Second. Hello? I'm coming from Oh, hi. Oh, okay. Doesn't seem like that would be our problem, but it is. <laughs> Sorry about that. Is Cody... Stealing cable. <laughs> Engineer Cody is trying to get the Time Warner guys to wire the cable from our studio into his into apartment. His house. If he has one. Engineer Cody, sit down. Sit down. Come we back have to, room to talk about down. this. Was that the Time Warner cable man and he just knocked on the door to come see you? Yeah, And is it true that you're trying to force him... To take the wires for the cable at Earwolf Studios and wire them into your house so you can watch TV for free. No, I don't think so. No, it's not because you don't have a house. But you're going to put the cable in the elevator and you're going to sleep in the elevator at night and have your TV there. And that's not fair, Cody. Now, is that true? No. Okay, that no took a long time. I think it took him a a very long time to say. And we were about to do a big good song, and now we got to deal with this. And it's embarrassing in front of the French French film crew that wants to make a movie about us. Michael, will you just confirm that there is a French film documentary crew? And there is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a couple cameras. Yep. I mean, they might think you're joking, but I guess they should consult the pictures on the website. Yeah, they'll they see. Are real. It's the real deal. They're very distinctly oh, French looking. Yes. Uh, do you know Little Lion Man? Who who did that one? Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. I don't. I don't. Hey, to, line, man. This is going to drive me crazy. I don't listen to a lot of music. I'm sorry. Doesn't listen to music. 
Do you know? Do you know Bubble Toes? <laughs> bubble Toes. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the Jack Johnson song. <laughs> Bubbly Toes. Oh, he's doing Colby Calais. That's good, too. What songs do you know? You know Love Fool by the Cardigans? I know that one, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I get a better one. What about uh, Kiss Me by Sixpence and the Richer? I know that one. Yeah. So this is when he sees his girlfriend. He sees his girlfriend. Okay. I guess we should change it a little bit so we don't get sued. Yes, weird. Well, Kiss Me kind of sounds like Da Vinci, and I don't want to... That's really very nice. Very sad. Uh, if we could just play it. Now the demon comes up and he's going to punch him. If just the Mission Impossible theme for like two seconds. And then he punched the demon out, and now it's just the final erotic flourish of the show. Thank you. That's close. That's yeah, so damn that's close. Very, very close. You that's close. Did. That's damn. And we didn't need any big machine noises to do it, did we? No. You know, we didn't. Yes, we that didn't stuff. need any of that. That's I mean, not music anymore, like... and that's going to feel so dated later. Mm-hmm. It's about this is forever instrumentation. Guitars are forever. Auto tune is not an instrument, Little Wayne. Sorry, T Pain. You don't want to be a pain in your T zone, but I've got bad news. You know, Auto Tune's not an instrument, like what Hayes said. Whose phone is buzzing? Michael. WTF, Cody. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so Michael, much. Michael, thank you for being here. Well, for thanks being for the opportunity. Here. We don't have a popcorn gallery thing because you're not really a movie guy. Mm-hmm. Yet, we're right. going to make you one. Yeah, it would have to be. I don't even know. What's a music food? Mm, Rock corn mm, gallery. 
Uh, don't please don't I'm sorry. yeah that's Do that. good but we can't use it because you came up with it yes if anything write that down slide it to Hayes he says it then yeah. he's the hero but we can't have on our own show we can't have you come up with that no, that's I, really fucking good I can't it's the top best it. shit I've ever heard well I can't pitch anything now you said yeah. rock corn gallery that's fucking awesome <laughs> nice. you know that's a snack you eat at the concert it's a rock corn that's fucking great well, I'll be running pretty much everything through you guys in the label mm-hmm. from now on. I Gojira hope so. hope so. Yeah, Gojira Records. Mm-hmm. Gojira. Look out, it is Gojira, you know? Bing! Oh, the clip's over? Killer. Coming up, we have a segment with uh, Tracy Wigfield. Uh, she is a writer for Mindy Project, and she does comedy. Uh, and she's also the winner of an Emmy Award. Engineer Rashid, do you have an Emmy Award? I don't. You know, they give them for sound sometimes, is my understanding. Emmys? They give it for sound? I think they have some that's best TV sound. Oh, that's awesome. I should probably try that out. Go for it. Well, I would say if at this point you don't have one, <laughs> it's unlikely. <laughs> but what's your favorite TV sound? My favorite TV sound? Hmm. That's actually kind of a hard one. I used to watch all them shows. I mean, as of right now, I'm stuck on the whole DC wave, so I guess I'm watching The Flash and Arrow. Okay. Those are okay. What, what, and they do have some good sounds on there when Flash goes... There you go. I guess that's an easy sound. And the Arrow sound is good where it goes... That's it. Why, why don't you have an Emmy for that one, man? I don't put my name on them. When I do sound, I don't put... Would you like me to use your name when I do my TV sound from now on? I think... That would be great. And then we could share the Emmy. Can we do that? I don't... Do you want to share the Emmy? After someone else has touched it, I don't want to touch it, you know? Oh. I'll touch it first, but then it's yours because it's going to have all of the other... I got to take that leftovers from you? The germies on it, yeah. So so I'm going to have like a leftover Emmy? Did you ever watch the show, The Leftovers? I have. There's good sound on that too. He's like... Why did all the people go away? Where is everybody? He's pounding the wall. He's like super upset. This is Tracy Wigfield, Emmy winning on Hollywood Handbook. (laughs) Free me, I have feelings. Yes, let's reach into the bag and find the question. Hopefully it'll be from Bozos. Okay. Oh, it's... uh... My own wiener. I guess I'm not allowed <laughs> to have a writing job because I have a male organ. And so now for five years, I have to just go commit crimes. Okay, so. And this I, is a question so, that is specific to someone like, this is Sean's friend Mark from high school. My friend Mark from high school drops. records these sound drops. Oh, okay. Uh, and I he think, is the kind of person who is making the choice right now between... A life in entertainment uh, and a life in the seedy underbelly of the criminal world. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Tricking somebody into finding a queen or a, a walnut shell under a, under a cup. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. You did find the Bozo's question. Uh, yes, yeah, it was in there. Mm-hmm. The question is, Tracy, what's it like to be popular? How do you choose which people to like? <laughs> You know, it, it's hard because a lot of uh, a lot of people want to hang out with me. I get invited yes. to a lot of parties. I get invited to a lot of events. Um, and so, what I do is I say I'm coming to everything. I always mm. say yes. Mm-hmm. I never go. 
I never go to anything. Yes, but you made people so happy when you said yes. I say, yes, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And then I never show up. Mm. So that's sort of how I deal with being popular. It's interesting for you because so many of us now are coming from this kind of nerdish background. Like Sean and I and reading science books and reading a comic. And you're sort of a typical glamour gal. I'm Yeah, I'm what you would call like a glamour gal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's... It's interesting because you also felt like writing was a choice. And maybe yes. it is because you didn't live in these there comic book worlds no. where you only escape from the uh, viciousness of the bullies yeah. yes. was to sort of imagine that you were a Clark Kent who, you know, was was a nerd. Wasn't I mean yes. Clark Kent was a nerd. We don't yeah. talk about that. Yes. But had these super abilities. That's right. I, I could have done uh, any number of things. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Modeling in Milan, mm-hmm. London, mm-hmm. all the great cities of Europe. Mm-hmm. Modeling in Brazil, mm-hmm. Mexico. Ma- anywhere but America, I feel <laughs> like you could have been a model, <laughs> yes. I, I, no one was interested here. But in other cultures and countries. But um, I chose to do this uh, because I enjoy it. And um, here I am. And what were you doing for you? when some of us were reading about math. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing? I was partying. Mm. I was listening to the sounds of the city and dancing. You go shopping at the mall? Go shopping at the mall. I was, yeah, I was shopping at the mall. Which store? beautiful things for myself. The finest stores. Mm. Bergdorf, Neiman Marcus. Saks Fifth Avenue. Where'd you get your ears pierced? (laughs) Uh, uh, At a kiosk. Mm. That's Mm. real. That's nice. That's real. That's real. It's all real. Here's a question in the bag we're going to find. Okay, I found a gun and a pencil. (laughs) So which am I going to use, my gun or my pencil? Well, I guess the pencil's not a computer, so I can't be a writer. Crack. Let's do this. Okay, so it seems like it just it, it plays out in real time for us. Yes, and sometimes it's hard to see the effects of the choices you make mm. until. Yeah, sometimes we say things from our crystal towers, you know, and uh, with our Bergdorf purchases, <laughs> and we don't necessarily realize that there's very real repercussions to the decisions we make. Hmm. This question is from Anastasia Vigo, and her question is. How did it feel to win your Emmy? Oh, great. Really wonderful. My family was there. It was a, it was a very nice experience. Hmm. Did you, you guys won an Emmy. Art's not yes. a competition. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Art's not a, art shouldn't I be a competition. I can't hear you. Art shouldn't be a competition. <laughs> I turned my Emmy into coins to distribute. Into coins? Mm, gold you coins. You melted it down. Into gold coins. Now, did you guys you, realize when you won your Emmy, did you feel like it's much, it's much smaller than you thought it would be? Mine was very small. Very small. Oh. To the point where I don't know where it is. Oh, that's interesting. You guys got one of the small ones. I did. I Mine is, you could fit it in your mouth. Oh. It is so small. Oh, that could be a new kissy. <laughs> oh. And I don't want to step on the territory between you, don't but it feels like. coming up with kissies. If, if Adam an Emmy one. from one lips to another. Mine I would consider to be too big. Too big? I had to drive with my trunk open. You're kidding, and you strapped it down with a bungee, or yeah, so it's yeah. very dangerous, and you can't see out the back. Oh, jeez! Did you guys fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> you just fell apart. Yeah, like when I went to touch it, the friggin' arm fell off, <laughs> oh. and there was yeah. like, I don't know, there was like. 
copper wire in there or something. Like it was mm-hmm. all sticking out, jagged, and it just felt dangerous to have it around. And mine was was your guys's one holding up. I think it was supposed to hold be holding up a, like a globe. A globe, of course. Oh, mine was an orange pool ball. It was? Yeah. Oh, that feels like they I think it was the four. cheaped out or something. The four ball. Well, that's more fun, though. I yeah. guess. Did you, when you had your, did you try burying yours on, in the yard? Because if you, I didn't mm, know this, but if you mm, bury mm, it yeah. in the yard, a tree will grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you try that? It was like, it's like that, The it was, it ended up being the StubHub tree. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. The funny mine, tree. Yeah. Mine, what came out of the ground, that was not a tree. What was it? <sighs> it so, was like, it was like, okay, so I'm just going to describe what I saw. Okay, and we'll try to make heads or tails of it. Okay, there's a beam of light, <laughs> and then there's some sort of metal bug. What? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And he shoots my dad with a laser. <laughs> Was he okay? Thank God he is. Jesus Christ. But only because it just shot him in the bulletproof vest that he was already wearing. Is he a cop? N- not anymore. <laughs> After this incident or just unrelated? No, just hasn't been one for a while. Okay. And he's, not, he's, <laughs> he's not of cop age really anymore. Oh, I see. Mm. Retired. But anyway, so I don't know exactly what it was, but it, I would not call that a tree, that middle bug. And then it took off into the sky. And then I'm reading the news a yeah. couple weeks later, oh. and, uh, you know, Bin Laden's dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You think he did? I don't know. Well, and your dad has that. <laughs> Has a, has a Big long scraggly beard. scraggly beard, yes. Your dad, yeah. You, so you think that was why, that was a misfire on your dad thinking it was Osama bin Laden? I don't, I don't, I honestly, I'm saying this, what did I'm the not bug saying say this when, my, What did the bug say when he shot your dad with the laser beam? Take that. <laughs> okay, so that sounds like he could have been talking to Osama bin Laden. It's yeah, pretty okay. open-ended. But it could have been. Okay. That would be, yeah, you'd be within your rights it to say that to It him. definitely doesn't rule out. That scenario. Yeah. No, it would be – you wouldn't be way out of line if you said take that <laughs> no. to Osama. No. But you could say it to a lot of people. That's true. Let's reach into the bag. We'll find another new question. Just, just fill up the bag. Just fill up the bag. Just do it. Just do it. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? You don't have to do this. Yes, I do, man. Yes, I do. I'm never going to write, man. My only friends are the freaking green arrow and uh, freaking the the monster thing. Kid, just put down the gun. You don't have to do this. No, come on. Just fill up the bag. I'm going to really shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. And it sounded like he was scared. He didn't even want to be doing it. But he had to. He had yes. no other choice. Well, he had no other choice because how else is he going to find a, a nickel computer? to use the library? Mm-hmm. Yes. Here's a question from Jacob C. Tracy, how would you describe your infamous I just wrote a funny joke victory dance? Oh, I know the what song you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I just sing. I I just wrote a joke. I, well, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's do a joke first. Like, what's a funny joke you did recently? Uh, a funny joke recently that's on the show. Like, M- uh, Mindy walks into a room, okay, and trips and f- falls face first into a garbage can. Right, mm-hmm. that got a big laugh. What's in the garbage can? Might, yeah, like when her head comes up. Is there like a there is a banana egg peel. Shell. Egg, there is there's an eggshell. Big one over her whole over head. Over her whole head. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, it's an Easter episode, so that's established what? earlier. Yeah. It's yes. An Easter episode. Yeah. So that's like a, you know, that obviously got a big reaction in the yes. room. It's funny. It's I funny. can't wait for that episode. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. Uh, well, wait till Easter because it's, that's when it, it's going to be on. Great. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's when it's going to be on. Great. That's great for me. Okay. Do you have something on Easter? What's your problem? He's saying he doesn't have something on yeah, Easter. Yeah, but the tone. Jesus Christ. No, what I said he was. He said it was great. What do something. you want him to say? What's wrong what with What do you great? want to hear? Tell me. I'll say it. No, it's fine. I'm here to please you, your majesty. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Oh my God. And so you do the joke. I'm so sorry. You do the funny joke. Yeah. Holy and then. Fucking shit. <laughs> what? Oh, forget it. You got a big Holy attitude shit. problem. Yeah, I guess so. From where I'm standing, you talked about your funny joke, and he said it was great. I'm trying to be. I an said unbiased great. Observer. I said yeah, I can't wait you, to see it. I said great this. again. You know this as a writer. There's a reader on every on every line of dialogue, and his reader was Jackoff. The that. reader that I saw that I saw yeah. was loving her loving shit. Loving her shit. Loving her shit. Yeah. Parenthetical. Loving her shit. <laughs> Parenthetical. Gonna watch. Yes. Oh well, I'm sorry then. I I didn't I didn't take it that way. Loving her shit. Okay, well, the reader on that is not a great apology. <laughs> okay. And anyway. Hear, I mean, you're you're here. You feel this. That's not Yes, nice. and I see in Sean someone who I— You're going to take his side. I recognize have, the kind of behavior he's doing. Him. You have to see him tomorrow. Yes, and frankly, I think he looks like me. He has very similar facial hair right now <laughs> yeah. and sort of sandy hair. Mm. Whereas I look at you, mm. and it's like a different creature. Just in my lizard brain. Yeah, long brown hair. Yes. Different face. Yes. And the sort of reptilian part of my brain is just fighting to make any kind of sense of you, and everything <laughs> it's telling me is just danger, you know? Mm-hmm. Do not trust. Yes, it. fight or flight. Mm-hmm. 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 But, and, but instead I choose do podcast. So. What's the dance that you I, do? Oh. Yes, describe the <laughs> Where dance. Where did this begin? Yeah, so could she, could she describe the dance as the prize for our pro version? Yes, I suppose. Because it is 101, and there is a oh! pretty big podcast coming in behind us. Yes, and so we uh, – and we, you rate us on iTunes, and you like us on the forums, and uh, and on Facebook. and Like us on Facebook, and, on the forums, rate us on iTunes. And thank you so much, Tracy, for coming Oh, in, thank you, guys. Joining us on the show. And uh, it's a good prize coming for Salad Jesse Raphael, the person who bought the pro version this week. Thank you so much. Uh, really good pro version coming your way. Uh, and and Tracy's going to describe for you her her joke dance. Uh, yeah, when I tell a good joke, I say uh, "fuck you, motherfuckers." I told the best joke, and then I I stand very very erect, and I kick myself in the butt. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I enjoyed that clip most of all. Wow, all right. That was a really fun clip. 
Uh, let me just uh, reach into the bag and uh, and get the the next one. Oh my God, we're out of clips. Engineer Rashid, what happened to the other clips? I think I got rid of them while you were, you know, like at commercial break. I just went and just deleted the rest of them, honestly. Why? Because you, you have to go home? It's only 2.30 in the morning, Engineer Rashid. Honestly, I got to get out of here. What do you have to do? I came here with just uh, the mentality to do work, and then you pulled me into the show. Like, I had no clue that I was going to be here talking or being a guest speaker. It's not what I do. This is not my job, people. I don't know why he brought me into this. All right. So it, it, it's over. It's well, thanks so much for being a guest on the show. I'm going to say that you were Steve Harvey. Is that okay? Are you a fan of his? Steve Harvey is very cool. Okay. I'll take okay. That. okay. I'm going to say, is, it, is that okay if I just say, because we need to advertise, like this is our episode after Comedy Bang Bang. And so we need to say that we got a really, really good guest. So I'm going to promote this one by saying that Steve Harvey is a guest. And could you just say, like, something like i'm steve harvey and like i really love comedy uh, not uh, not comedy bang bang don't say that say hollywood handbook got it got it you ready yeah oh yeah sorry i was supposed to be doing it in uh in whisper mode okay yeah sorry go ahead hey ladies and gentlemen this is steve harvey i'm here (laughs) shit 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 Let's, let's rehearse. Let's rehearse. Okay, we should have rehearsed it, yeah. Because it's good to say that you're here. I think that you saying I'm here is right because they need to know where you are. Exactly. But uh, I think you should also say I love being on the show. And and Hayes, we let's be friends after this, not just for the show, but let's continue to be friends afterwards. Like a long relationship type. Yes, that's great. That's perfect. So, Steve, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, did you have a good time? Hey, guys, I had a great time with Hayes, man. This is Steve Harvey, and, you know, I love this show. And once it finishes, we're just going to go hang out, man. Me and Hayes are going to be the best of friends. All right, guys, come check it out. Steve Harvey. Okay, and uh, Sean, uh, anything you want to say to the guys? Don't take the piss. It's my fucking money. It's not really the note that I wanted to. I think he's really on a loop, honestly. I think you guys got to get that checked out. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. We're not giving out the pro version for this episode because it's uh, it's an unusual episode in many ways. Uh, listen to us, iTunes, uh, and like us on the forums. Bye. Say bye, Rashid. I'm Steve Harvey. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead. That was a HeadGum Podcast.